Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. Ryan, I'm glad you're here too because uh, we're probably going to do a quick little uh, mini episode for coming attractions. Da da da. I heard Izzy singing too. She's coming back from uh, trying to tame the dog. He is wild and cannot be tamed. Yep. <laughs> I'm really glad you said something, something coming attractions because, Ryan, I'm glad you're here because uh, we have some unfortunate news about Izzy. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Uh, <laughs> guys, start that sad music. Da 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 da. Izzy is running late. Oh. <laughs> no, but don't turn off the podcast you just yet. Like, you can my you. pillow off. Lies. Your pillow's always off. Don't blame me. <laughs> I'm off. The pillow's often lined up. All right, I'm in. I'm in the chat. <laughs> Can you turn it up to 65? No, okay. no, Thank I can't. You. 65. Okay. Uh, by, yep. by the way, we watched that movie coming down November. Uh, did you? Did you watch we it? We did. Oh, we did. You guys know my love of Adam Driver. Well, I mean, yes, because, you know, he's so charismatic and as Matt from the, uh, oh, damn it, that SNL sketch. Right. Matt, the tech, the radar tech. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I think charisma, I think Adam Driver. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Adam Driver. The walking her. Or Mini Driver. He is the male version of the chick from Twilight. Oh, God. You would, oh. I thought Robert Pattinson was the, the male Kristen Stewart. I mean, the two of them can fight no. it out. I mean. I mean, has he? I, I, I assume, Steve, you don't think he's redeemed himself, Mr. Pattinson? Oh, as Batman? I mean, there's Batman and there's also in Tenant. Was he in Tenant? Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he was in Tenant, wasn't he? <laughs> see, see how memorable he was? <laughs> he's see, a chameleon. Might I recommend, instead of watching Tenant, watch uh, David Tennant in Bad Samaritan? Much more interesting movie. And instead of Adam Driver, watch Baby Driver. There you go. Mm-hmm. Solving life's problems. I gotta go back to my mini driver joke. Oh. Let's uh, let's watch the mini driver. Only in GoldenEye like or Goldeneye. Gross Point Blank. I was gonna say, we were yes. we were just praising Ghost Point, Gross Point Blank last podcast. That's right. <laughs> oh, I, we may have talked more about Gross Point Blank than we did Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> what? Fascinating. Have you guys seen Gross Point, Point Blank? Oh yeah, okay. we did it on the podcast yeah, it's in our yeah, Cusack yeah. run. Yeah, it's one of Diana's old favorites. She like made me watch it from her personal DVD collection when yes. we were first dating. Diana, I have been to that Seven <laughs> Eleven. What? <laughs> when I lived in Michigan, what? Gross Point's like twenty minutes from Detroit. Okay, important question: before and after it blew up? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was still intact when I went, so possibly rebuilt. 
I want you, Izzy. Damn it. When you, th- oh no, I was you about to say, me? I want you to go back, but then you can't go back. No, I want you to do the Will Ferrell thing from the other guys where you're just like, oh, it's so loud. <laughs> no one prepares you. <laughs> I've been trying to get Steve to go to Detroit with me. It's true. She has been trying. I've been playing him all the travel <laughs> shows from Detroit, the no reservations when they went to Detroit. And they all look thrilling. <laughs> the, um, we just watched... We uh, watched Alex Cross. Yeah, we watched Alex Cross. Um, oh. Did I did I play you the one... Uh, no. Um, who's the main guy from The Ringer? My brain is not working right now. Oh, the... Oh, Knoxville? Johnny Knoxville? Johnny Knoxville. Did I show you the Johnny Knoxville ode to Detroit? No. Oh. It's actually very oh, good. Oh, does he sing It's Cold in the D? <laughs> no, I wish. I fucking wish. Yeah, I played him It's Cold in the D. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> so, yeah, D- Detroit Road Detroit. Trip. Woo! Co- we'll go to soon. Honest John's and eat a burger and drink a ghetto blaster. Oh, that's right. We can't get a burger here. <laughs> I mean, no, what? It's going to be great. <laughs> we can't get ghetto blaster here. I've tried. I mean, you can barely find the movie Ghetto Blaster anywhere. <laughs> Much less the drink. It's a brown ale. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So you have seen 65. Do I want to see 65? <laughs> Even on your um... own time? No, I don't know. It's, it's completely up to you. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> I think it's worth a watch. Uh, mm. Go into it like watching a Godzilla movie, but not a good Godzilla movie. One of the ones where they... <laughs> the 2014 uh, one. The 2014 maybe. one, where as soon as something good happens, they pan away. You want to see Adam Driver fight a dinosaur? You will not get that. You will get You'll dinosaurs. Get a little bit of it. You will get dinosaurs. Wait, 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 you will get he... Adam Driver. You will get dire situations. But everything you want to watch is going to get panned away from. I was about to say, Izzy, you just said you want to watch Adam Driver, Driver fight a dinosaur. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then what? <laughs> there is nothing in this movie for there you. There might not be anything. There. Damn. Oh, there is a shit kid. <laughs> Oh, no oh there's a kid I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a kid sidekick problem number one with steve's version of what 65 <laughs> should be all right adam driver he's got laser weapons going up against dinosaurs good add a kid nope <laughs> they tried to do too much and did not accomplish much in that case i'm looking forward to you and steve talking about it there you go listen to us talk about it listen to me gripe about adam driver and then you can decide <laughs>
is you can't hold 14,000 people. 14,000 eyewitnesses! Fifteen hundred cameras, eight hundred on the casino side, seven hundred twenty on the hotel side. What are you looking for? And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight! Oh, tonight. Uh, we are continuing Nick August Cage. Yeah! It's the most, most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. Nick Cage. <laughs> With 1998's Snake Eyes. Oh! So, babe. Steve. We're not alone for this one. Oh, thank God. You might remember these guests. We've had them on from time to time. Uh, it's Ryan and Diana from Happily Ever After Math. Welcome! Yeah, hey. Hello, how are you? And uh, Snake Eyes, I guess. <laughs> Snake Eyes! Uh, I'm excited for this movie. <laughs> oh, as you should be. Uh, was this your first time watching Snake Eyes? Any of you? Oh, uh, heck no, for me. Is, no, is that even is, possible? Uh, this is a... <laughs> well, it is the first time for me. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and for me, this this is an old classic. I think I saw it in the theaters, and I owned it on VHS. Uh, not like an all-time favorite, endlessly watched it on repeat, but definitely enjoyed it uh, quite a lot in, in my teenage years. Uh, thought it was thought it was pretty great. So, um, yeah, just jumped on the chance to to inflict it on Diana, see what she thought. Yeah. <laughs> I, rem- I remember seeing this on his shelf as a VHS, and right, it was always right. one of those like, yeah, okay, no, I'll, I'll watch it with you. We never did. The only thing I really remember about it is just like a boxing match, Nicolas Cage in there, uh, a blonde doing something, and it was a phantom punch! Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. Guys, uh, would you recommend? No. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, was this your first time? No, we, you and I went down Nicholas Cage rabbit hole. I mean, we've been, oh, we've been down Nick Cage's hole a couple times. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I know we definitely watched this. I think we watched this around the time we watched The Running Man. The Runner. The Runner. That's yeah. it. The Runner. The running sorry. Man. The Running Man. Sorry, Nick Cage. I would totally watch. <laughs> that that but, would uh... be much more interesting. There there was a time where Nick Cage was making more restrained films. Not that this movie is super restrained. You're going to notice an restrained Nick Cage performance? All right. Restrained. I would say he's more restrained here than, like... Then he would be if he did The Running Man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, just plain zero. <laughs> this is Restrained Cage. I 
Have you not seen I him? I might agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I, he doesn't have a full-blown freakout. It's kind of, it, it's more by, like, the frequency of the freakouts than the intensity, because there are definitely a few, like, full cage moments in this, but they're a bit further and fewer between than... He's energetic, but none yeah. of it is out of okay. bounds. Okay, uh, I mean, I was just saying, guys, do you remember the 20-minute one-take or whatever that begins <laughs> this movie, where he's All right, the, the opening, high on cocaine the and opening is, opening oh, of, oh, my God, my God! The, oh. opening, the opening of this movie is the best part of this movie. I mean... What part of energetic but not out of bounds? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm comparing this to like um, uh, Bad Lieutenant Porta Call New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, also... If we're going to compare it yeah. to Vampire's Kiss or yeah. Bad Lieutenant Porta Call New Orleans, I... then yeah, it's a dude. Okay, but but <laughs> if you're if you're going to compare it to say uh, it could happen to you, this is yeah. this is like <laughs> mid cage. It's the, it, the weatherman it, when you're surrounded by the energy of like ten thousand excited boxing fans. It brings it like. It's kind of a regression to the mean, right, Diana? Is this is, yeah, this yeah. is actually pretty straightforward, considering. Yeah, he fits into this world as opposed to in so many of his other Nick Cage freakouts. It feels like it comes out of left field. This feels like it just fits the energy of the room. Nice. Uh, you know who's uh, not yeah. freaking out? Who's that? The guy from CSI. <laughs> CSI <laughs> Lieutenant <New> Dan? <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve, it's Lieutenant Dunn in this movie. I call him Lieutenant Dan. Don't worry say. about it. <laughs> He's Lieutenant Dunn. Because the real Kevin Dunn is an actor in this movie. We'll, we'll get to it. Babe, I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been screaming over 10,000 fellow boxing fans in Atlantic City. Uh, you got anything to drink over there? I feel like I'm more so- sober than Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, we have... From Bohemian Brewing, the Export Lager, the Dortmunder. Ooh, this has been sitting around for a while. This uh, Bohemian Brewing isn't known for the the longevity of their cans. So well, let's find out. All right, I'm opening this over the carpet because <laughs> these are my lap. Uh, good call. Those are the choices. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna pop this top. Oh, what's up? His top. Oh, that doesn't smell good at all. I don't want to drink this beer, Steve. I'll take this. Bullet. It was a phantom beer. <laughs> the aroma is vinegar. Vinegarish. I have to sleep next to you tonight. <laughs> it's very effervescent. No. Yeah, it may have gone bad. It's a little, okay. uh, it's a little spicy. We'll say. Um, the, the, all right, let's uh, let's go to. Uh, we have from you Winter Brewing the Summer IPA. S U M apostrophe R. Summer. Summer. Uh, do not pack follow their advice and forget the map pack that you went to. Definitely pack a map. Oh my God! I remember you reading that. And what was it? Back country. Back country. Yeah. <laughs> Very specifically picked. Are you Winter Beer for that one? And uh, the pour. Uh, yeah, beautiful light golden beer. Has a gorgeous white foamy head. Lots of medium bubbles. Medium bubbles and they're lingering. They're effervescent. Ooh. Smells nice and piney and fresh. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, nice and piney. Uh, solid backbone too. Like good... Uh, Good mm-hmm. maltiness and sweetness to go with it, but not overpowering. This is like this. Yeah. You could definitely sip on this all day long. This is a good barbecue yeah. beer. Yeah, yeah, it's a good barbecue beer if you want something on the hoppier end, but not too hoppy. Where after like maybe three cans, you're like, eh, my teeth, yum, 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 yum. my tongue, what's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Steve and I definitely need to sort our uh, our beer corner over here and get rid of some of these oldies. 
Mm. Turns out there's some things we're just not fans of. Like, uh, I'm looking specifically at these sour pumpkin beers. The sour pumpkin pie beers from last year, I think. I did not realize they were sours when I bought them. Oh, neither did I. What about that can oh. would make you think that was a, a, a sour? <laughs> you know what I like my pumpkin pie to be? Sour. <laughs> Diana, Ryan, you guys drinking anything on your end? Well, you know I like to stay hydrated with my water, but uh, Ryan is drinking for the both of us. Yeah, yes, in, He's in commemoration, tea. in commemoration of Nick Cage's moderately restrained performance as as Rick Santoro, I've got some Santori whiskey. Yeah, Woo! yeah, and I've got my shot glass ready here. Actually, do we have uh, Suntory whiskey? We do there? have Suntory yeah. whiskey. Do you need a shot, babe? I mean, since the other beer went to vinegar, maybe. <laughs> hold on, we can join you, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, hold on. Oh, <laughs> one minute. All right, so. <laughs> so for the for the Patreons who listen to me attempt to... Uh, down on the tire Jaeger shot when we're talking about death proof despite me being a bit of a lightweight uh, I, I have it on good authority from Diana that that, that was just quality comedy so I'll, I'll ask you if you want I, I I can either sip it and nurse it throughout the show and then maybe try to down it when you do the second thing or oh, if you just want to if you get wanna, the good stuff out of the way take take a sip I mean yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll be taking shots because I got beers it. to drink too but uh, <laughs> let, right, let, let probably, us know what the right. flavor notes you get from yeah. oh yeah. Uh, which right, Suntory right. whiskey I'll, do you have um Toki? That's what we have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't even name one of the other kinds, but I think that's the most popular kind. It was just on the, the, the front of the grocery store shop. I'm going to guess Yoshi. Uh, no, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the same color in the shot glass as it was in the bottle. And, and, uh, no bubbles. <laughs> no, no bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> Take a little sipper. Right. Ah. Yeah. Um, Potent but smooth. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna take my shot here. Forty-three percent alcohol by volume. Mm. Damn, he shotgunned that. Oh my god. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Oof. You, you, you gave me the double shot. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Whoa. All right, I've got my Coke Zero as a chaser here. I'm pop that too. Ah, he's top. <laughs> Steve, we're gonna have to do another Sun uh, Suntory run. Okay. Uh, Oh man, yeah, that is uh, potent, but but, but smooth. Yeah, but smooth, yeah, yeah. I think it just goes with a double shot. I was like, oh wow. <clears throat> now Izzy's going in. He's going hard, taking it like a champ. Woo! Barely <laughs> even faced her. Clean those sinuses. Yeah. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. Hey babe, Steve. Do I have snake eyes? Oh! Nope. All right. 1998 Snake Eyes. <laughs> Excellent segue, Steve. From writer-director Brian De Palma. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> you you may know him as, I don't know, one of the probably ten most legendary act- uh, directors of all time. We'll see. Um, Phantom of the Paradise. Obsession. Carrie. The Fury. Dressed to Kill. Blowout. Scarface. I'm oh, sorry. Scarface. <laughs> Scarfacci. Scarfacci. Uh Body Double, The Untouchables, Bonfire of the Vanities, Raising Cane, Carlito's Way, Mission Impossible, This, maybe one coming up soon, Mission to Mars. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> I've never seen it. I'm just realizing now it's a De Palma movie. Uh, Black Dahlia, Passion, and Domino. No, not that Domino. <laughs> Apparently there was one in 2019 that he directed instead of uh, Tony Scott. Doppelganger month! Yeah. Oh, and starring the Kingslayer himself, Nikolai Koster-Wall. I can't, his name is cut off. Waldo. Wal- Waldo, Waldo, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But screenplay by David Kip. Who's he, Steve? Who's that, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we've talked about a couple shows of his on our podcast. Uh, his first one, Dark Angel slash I Come in Peace. Oh! Yeah. Uh, followed by Toy Soldiers, Death Becomes Her, Jurassic oh, Park, Carlito's Way, The Shadow... Mission Impossible, Lost World, this. So, all right, he pretty uh pretty top of the world right now, right? Huh. Stir of Echoes, Panic Room, Spider Man, Secret Window, War of the Worlds, Zathura, uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Whoops, Angels and Demons, <laughs> Premium Rush, oh. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, The Mummy, oh. uh, twenty seventeen. Kimmy, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys, we, we all mess up once in a while, right? Like, yeah, but you've read a few movies that uh, have said more than messing up once. Yeah, well, but coming soon, guys. There's two big ones: The Green Hornet and Cato. Oh, apparently they're doing that again. And Bride of Frankenstein, a movie that's rumored to have been in development for the last 10, 12 years. So we'll see if it ever happens. Alrighty. And of course, starring in this movie, Sir Nicholas Cage as Rick Santoro, as Ryan mentioned earlier. Uh, Lieutenant Dan himself, Gary Sinise, as Commander Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn as Lou Logan. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. Just, Kevin Dunn was I supposed to, to play Kevin Dunn, right? Guys, more on that in fun facts, because oh! there are some fun fucking facts about this movie. That's going to be awesome. Yes. I did not read any of them. <laughs> yeah. John Hurd as Gilbert Powell. Carla Gugino, um as Julia Costello. Hey, she has a name. Uh, <laughs> did, did we ever hear no. her name? I I don't I think, think so. Way toward I, I think like in the newscast right at the end of the movie. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because because I was going so fast. Because I was waiting yeah. for the call me Rick, call me Julia, or something like that. Never happened, but you know, understandable. <laughs> uh, Stan Shaw as Lincoln Tyler, Luis Guzman, Mike Starr. I mean, star-studded cast mm-hmm. all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you guys watch this movie? Oh, so I managed to get it on Hoopla, and Ooh. thanks to my local library, we were able to cast it onto our screen, and uh, that was pretty awesome. It, it's funny, because it's just like, I checked to see if I could cast it, and Ryan's like, okay, so we now have 48 hours to watch this. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and if we didn't get to it by then, it was off to go find my VHS tape. <laughs> Nice. Well, yeah, we got a we got a DVD of this one, so uh, sounds sounds about right. But uh, re- really disappointing. I was expecting there to be uh, the previews and stuff. Uh, nope, not on this one. Oh. Uh, wow! Like we just watched uh, uh, Bangkok Dangerous, and there was like fifteen previews in the beginning, oh, ranging yeah. from like My Bloody Valentine 3D to Crank, and like yeah, I'm in. Um, did they throw the axe because it was in 3D? Of course they did. <laughs> Okay, gotcha. I remember that and, trailer. And Dean from Supernatural <laughs> was able to dodge it. And yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, guys, we, we we put in the movie, and uh, I don't know if this happened with you guys. W- was your entire movie in like an incredibly small square? <laughs> like like it no. wasn't sized to your TV correctly? No. no oh my gosh. Son of a Ours bitch. Ours was right. so funny. Okay, <laughs> so... You know how in some of the like the really old DVDs that are made for the square televisions, they uh, yeah. they'll have like the black bars on the, the black side bars on the, the different side. ratio or whatever. Yeah. Box. Yeah. yeah. So this one, the beginning of it, they also blocked out the top and the bottom. So Square <laughs> TV was just like in the middle, like a pi- like the picture in picture. But then it only widened out to like a thir- two thirds of the screen. Yeah. yeah, like 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 the entire movie, like. When, when it when it starts, yeah, we have like a little news story going on, so it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's supposed to it's be like a small screen TV, like picture in picture thing, and you know, we get a little exposition, like, hey, it's a fight night at the brand new casino here in Atlantic City. And there's a and hurricane. There's a Call hurricane. A tropical coming. storm. And and the best part is, at the top of this casino, we see this globe, and I'm like, that's the fucking globe from Scarface. <laughs> it should say the world is yours going around <laughs> yeah. or whatever. <laughs> But and I'm like, okay, it's the news thing. It's gonna expand, and we're gonna get the full screen or whatever, and blah blah blah. Nope, never happened. It, like it got, oh no, like maybe what, like a third of our screen was movie. Okay. Holy hell! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're introduced to uh, Rick Santoro. He, he's like interrupting uh, his buddy Lou, played by uh, Kevin Dunn. Uh, mm-hmm. he's like the ringside announcer or whatever for this pay-per-view fight and he's like oh hey buddy oh am I gonna be on TV hey look at oh. me <laughs> oh, hate that guy yeah <laughs> but then we start uh, we, we begin a one shot and uh, I'll let you know when it ends <laughs> yeah <laughs> because yeah we get some uh, he, he's like on his cell phone you know like exposition like oh I'm here at fight night babe uh, what Okay, we'll be we doing this. You know, there's going through like down the stairs, through the tunnels, all followed by a camera. He's placing a five thousand dollar bet on uh, Tyler, uh, played by Stan Shaw. You know, the, the the favorite, I guess. He's like, oh man, I put the money in. I'm only gonna get like you know ten percent back. Ah, I got gotta make was it spend, spend money to make money, whatever. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he chases down Luis Guzman, who apparently owes him some money, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, he's like flashing his badge around, and we're like, "Oh, I guess he's a cop." Okay, cool. And, and so I'm like, "Okay, cool. He's a cop. You know, he's he's just going to the fight night or whatever." But you know, flash the badge around, and the guys won't mess with you. Oh no, he's like head of security for the arena or something, yeah. right? Yeah, he's 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 some cop. He's just he's just like the the town's connected cop on the take like everyone knows him because they're all bribing him kind of thing yeah basically bad lieutenant port of call atlantic city yeah. but, but i think he's the like the local fixer for the the uh, uh I, officials the big security like okay. he's the local so he's the too. local connection guy that that's why he's got the front seat tickets because he's the lo- the the local guy they can go to if they have any local questions but okay. like technically well, there's somebody else fully in charge they just okay like, so when things go down and everybody's asking him what they should do for because the he's a local part. fixer but there's no head so, of security for the arena or like it's lieutenant dan this is no, his he, operation. He, no, he, he's, he's for the uh, security oh, of defense. Security of defense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. So, then Nick Cage. Yeah. I guess Nick uh, Cage is in yeah, charge. Yeah. That's that's why I'm like, but but he's not trussed up. Anyway. Yeah. yeah it's no, it's a very no, no, confusing no, no. He, uh, it was jurisdiction. To be an easy night. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 
Okay, so so a couple facts I wanted to make sure that we go through. So the reason he's up there is because Lieutenant Kevin Dunn, Dan, <laughs> damn it, um, Lieutenant Dan. Um, he Kevin Dunn. So yeah. yeah, no, he was the one who got them the tickets. Yeah, he's like oh, there as his okay. guest. He's there as his guest. Yeah, so there's that. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and the other part, and, and Izzy, I think you are correct, not about the head of security part, but I think because he is in all of these things, constantly gambling, constantly part of it, he knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. So he's like the he's point of contact. Especially the bookies. Uh, yeah. absolutely like he's definitely a cop he definitely pushes his weight around he definitely uh um knows all the security guys and i and yeah it just it's pretty rough yeah and he's trying to like work his connections all the way up to getting elected mayor and he you know apparently is serious about that like is he i thought well, he, was, he i thought he was joking yeah. about that it seems like he's joking at first and then he keeps bringing it up over and over again it's like wait is he serious i mean we, we all gotta have yeah. goals <laughs> i guess yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's. A- it, it should also be pointed out, uh, just in case, Steve, um, that when he is on the phone yeah. doing the exposition, one, he's on the phone with his girlfriend, and then then he's on the phone with his wife and kid. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to be on the phone with his kid, though. Yeah, don't put him on. Like, don't put him on. I'm really drunk. And uh, oh no. <laughs> oh hi, hi, Michael. Hey, buddy. hey it's I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> talking. By the way, on his his gold plated flip phone. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is ninety eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say about this movie is that it it does take a minute to really start piecing things together because I'm thinking about it now and I'm just like, oh, I just figured that out. Oh, I just got there. Yeah, yeah. During this so, like 15, 20 minute one take or whatever, they're throwing a lot at you, like a lot of yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of noise, a lot of exposition, a lot of like things the, happening in the background, like conversations yeah. while he's on ex- the phone in the background. Yeah. The yeah. medical examiner from Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Right. Yeah. As the reporter. Yeah, okay. and, and like half of it is just character background and establishing stuff, and the other half of it is like stuff that's going to be mystery thriller clues later after the crime happens. And so. I still didn't understand who some of the people were when they were pointing them out. Like Kevin Dunn? Uh, <laughs> no, I got Kevin Dunn. Yeah, yeah, okay. But what about Kevin Dunn? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dunn with well, an E? Anyway. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, like, the Secretary of Defense, and I'm just like, John Hurd? Who the hell? Like, what what person was what now? And I just waited till somebody got shot, and then yeah. I was like, all right, now I'll just start from here. Apparently, John Hurd owns both the casino and the defense contracting company. Okay, well, that'll that'll show up. That'll, yeah, that'll be that'll... more information later. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so yeah, he's, like, hitting on a ring girl, and eventually gets up to his front row seats, and he sees his buddy, Lieutenant Dan, or Kevin Dunn, whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to call him Lieutenant Dan to avoid uh, confusion. Yeah, be- since there's two Kevin Dunns in this since movie. Since there's two Kevin Dunns, there's, they're going to be called <laughs> Lieutenant Dan and Lou. Damn it, they're still pretty close. No! Damn it! <laughs> uh, and Lou's last name is Tenadan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Lieutenant Dan, he's run security for the uh, uh, Secretary of Defense, who's of course taken in the fight too. He also like shows off like this little tracking device he's got on all of his people and stuff to know their whereabouts and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's going to come up later. Um, yeah. Yes. And, and also just like, wow, oh, that's amazing. That's enhanced technology for 1998. <laughs> yep. And it's basically, you know, the little bling, 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 bling from like aliens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but and still, the fact that they can put the little blip inside a floor plan of the arena is probably something you would struggle to do even today. Oh yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not saying it's technologically impossible, but like, who has an API for that data? You know, with the, you you're know. just upset because of that one time we were walking through all the Cosmopolitan Mall in Las Vegas, <laughs> and we still didn't realize we couldn't go across 
because there was no bridge. I actually had to use Google Maps to figure out how to get out of the casino. No, we had to figure out how to get out of the mall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that mall. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I'm trapped in a maze. Can I at least get some cheese? Ooh, cheese and white store. Yeah. Uh, we also get some exposition from Lieutenant Dan, like, look, I'm your best friend, and you can't be cheating on your wife with your girlfriend, and blah, blah, blah. And then think you're going to become married. Like, oh, you know, all that stuff again. And then Lieutenant Dan, he notices this uh, fetching redhead in the front row. He's like, what, what, what do you think her story is? Like, she. That's suspicious, right? Like she's here by herself, looking like that. I mean, what, that, that, yeah. I, I mean, a, a, another woman whose name we will never learn. By the way, it's just a redhead. Yeah, redhead and the girl. That that's at least. So all I could think of is just like, well, she's sitting in the seat of the guy that Lieutenant Dan dismissed earlier. So clearly, that's not her seat. That is suspicious. Oh yeah. So I was on Lieutenant Dan's side. There you go. So then, uh, yep. yeah, he goes to goes to investigate. What happens here? Yeah, uh, Rick, he like sits down and I, I, I don't know, he's like off, offered a job or something. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, whatever. And he's like, uh, oh, from, oh, that's right. From, Lieutenant Dan from, offers yeah. him a job. Like, oh, yeah, you should join my team. He's like, why would I want to do that? I'm the king of Atlantic City, baby. Ah. <laughs> you know, in his completely subdued Nick Cage performance, yeah. as we mentioned earlier. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Lieutenant Dan goes checks out the redhead and is like, "Hey, I need to see some. I need to see your ticket." And she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's right here." And then you know the fight started this time. Uh, still the one shot, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. And uh, mm. you know, you know, everybody stands. Oh, he's kicking his ass. And then she just like super runs away, like scrams. And he's like, "Hey, hey, get back here! Get back here!" Ah! And uh, and then we see uh, Carly Gugino show up with a little, uh, wearing a blonde wig next to Rick. And uh, mm-hmm. she's like trying to chat with the Secretary of Defense or whatever, and Rick's you know shooting a shot, um, and she's like, "Yeah, that's great." Uh, anyway, Secretary, blah, 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 blah. And we don't hear the conversation, of course, because you know it's all supposed to be from Rick's perspective, and so we get a lot of a lot of quick panning, and and like he'll hear and like the a, envelope is in the pocket, yeah, envelope is in the pocket, yeah. Or like pop, and then he'll like go go to his left, and then go back. He's like, "Oh, that was a weird noise." And like, "Oh, here comes the pain." Oh, what was that? Oh, okay, we're going back. Just a lot of stuff, and then all of a sudden, there's a pop, and then screaming, <laughs> and there's like he, there's like blood on on his shoulder and a hand or whatever. He's like, "What the fuck?" Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> just like a deaf girl in Bangkok. That's right, Bangkok dangerous, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, secretary's down. Oh, shit. And uh, Carly Gugino, she loses her wig and, you know, see her black hair under. And, and she's like, oh, shit, I gotta get out of here. And she, like, runs off. <laughs> um, and Nick Cage, he's, like, lying on the ground, just, like, I don't know, defensive position or whatever. And he looks up at, into the ring and he sees uh, Tyler lying on the ground. He, he had gotten knocked out when uh, when the shot went off. But, but he's but, peeking. Yeah, but he's, like, looking around, like, what the fuck was that? Somebody's uh, peeking. Uh, I, I mean, oh, knocked out. <laughs> suspicious right mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah that's basically the end of the one shot and we're it's a gorgeous one in. shot this yeah. is really cool yeah the, 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 yeah, the palm is good is. like i will also point out that the one shot kind of gave me a little bit of a headache oh yeah yeah it'll do oh that. it definitely that's a not little, that special little little lots of movies do that to diana yeah say it again is he i said definitely a little car sick a little bit but, exactly. but it was still but, a very cool one shot but okay, babe. More mm-hmm. car sick. Yeah. This one shot, or the one shot fight from jujitsu. Oh, the the jujitsu. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I love how the 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 one shot uh, does end with a bang too. In that, uh, I mean, not just the 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 gunfire going off, but it cuts into a really nice kind of extended scene of just total pandemonium yeah. of, of like the entire arena flipping out at once and mm-hmm. yeah just mass hysteria is like everyone's like no no shut down the arena close all the doors keep everybody in here we got we got to question some fuckers and yep those are fourteen thousand eyewitnesses <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah but lieutenant dan he's like upset with himself like oh man i left my post that that, that fucking redhead oh i was just looking at her tits oh nice tits though um and uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a um... oh, that's right. And then they they uh, they they apparently killed the assassin or whatever. They took the shot, and they're like, "Oh, yep. right. okay, cool, cool. Um, let's, let's go check that out. I guess." Blah blah blah. Yeah, he was co- coincidentally right over where where the shooter was, and and he just uh, pulled a sidearm and, and shot him right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, but 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 he's you know uh, Lieutenant Dan. He's like, "Oh man, I fucked up. I'm never gonna get a job like this again. It's gonna suck." And and Rick, he's like, "Oh, oh, oh calm down, calm down. Look, you got the guy. Uh, you know, yeah, the guy's been shot, but you were you were doing your job, and you were able to take him out. Look, we got about an hour before the feds show up. We'll just tell them what they need to know. You know, we don't need to tell them everything. We just tell them like you were in pursuit of a suspicious character. Uh, you know, not a big titty redhead or whatever. And then, uh, you know, as luck would have it, you got the assassin. That's all you, that's all they need to know. And then, yeah. Yeah. So they hold like the 14,000 people in this arena. And, uh, uh, Lieutenant Dan, uh, uh, Rick, Rick had mentioned that, uh, yeah, this girl, like a blonde wig or whatever, she came and sat down next to us right before it happened. And then she fucking bailed. And he's like, uh, Lieutenant Dan's like, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find find this chick, you know, based on your description or whatever. And then, uh, and then his buddy Lou, uh, you know, the real Kevin Dunn, comes uh, walking up uh, to Rick, and he's like, "Hey, man, uh, you know, since you're not opening the doors and letting uh, letting press in here, can I like do some interviews and shit and like broadcast from in here? I promise I won't shoot the spaghetti," as they say, you know, the the dead body or whatever. And I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> Was that was that not wholesome? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, spaghetti itself is wholesome, but uh, ew. Yeah. Uh, so then we get a nice little scene where Carla Gugino is changing in the bathroom. Yeah. Ryan, how'd you feel and about also this scene? Cleaning... Uh, are you are you asking me now, or is a fourteen year old seeing this movie for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> Answer is about the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was also covered in blood, so the, did that create any uh. weird, like, future... <laughs> eh, I'm an American film goer. I'm desensitized to the blood. Breasts, on the other hand, are, are very scarce, you know? <laughs> did you ever watch this with your parents? Uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, I think we went to it in the theater as, the, as a family, yeah. Why? Because I, 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 I was 14, I couldn't drive myself. We just like, hey, hey, let's go see this movie, you know? Whose idea was it? Oh, I know what. Ryan convinced him it was a G.I. Joe movie. Oh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> and then, like, you know, 15 minutes into that one shot, they're like, I don't think Duke's showing up to this one. <laughs> yeah, while that's going on, uh, Rick, he's going to check out the fight footage because he, you know, has a feeling about Tyler, like, you know, like, yeah, he acted like he was knocked out, but he wasn't. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get you know check this out and you see the footage and you see basically uh, you know the phantom punch yeah the air ball as he puts it and uh tyler going down so he's like all right fine i'm gonna go see him (laughs) and then they go to tyler's room and 
I, I don't know who designed this room in particular, but it's got like the rhino head and like lion heads and shit on the ground. Like, like it's a fucking master yeah. hunter room or something. Like, you know, right. Alan Quartermain's going to come out of the back as his manager or some shit. <laughs> and they can afford the rights to him. <laughs> right. This is before League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. They might be able to. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, and uh, I, I did think it was interesting. I'm like, interesting. There is a lion's head and there's a dent in the wall. I'm sure that makes sense. I'll come back later. Um, oh! 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 <laughs> We've been watching a lot of Murder, She Wrote. And... <laughs> I am going to make a pin. You know what? I need to make it before Pride. And it's going to have Angela Lansbury's face. And it's just going to say, I killed them all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah rick he accuses tyler of taking a fall and uh you know tyler's lawyer is like that's 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 bla- you know, uh, slander or whatever get the fuck out of here blah 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 but then you know tyler he's like shut up you know go take a walk go take a walk i'm gonna talk to rick here they didn't tell me they were gonna kill him they didn't tell me they were gonna kill nobody and he just starts like spilling the beans about like um you know <laughs> Like, yeah, they, you know, they pay me to take a fall. They didn't say when. They said just going to give me a signal, blah, blah, blah. And I like how the whole time, like, this, like, interrogation's going on. Uh, Rick is just like, hey, can you sign my kid's autograph? I mean, can you, he really, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but seriously, tell me about the, the chick that get, told you about this, you know. Yeah, we get a nice little, like, uh, flashback from the champ. And, you know, we get, like, his POV for a while as, like, he goes into, like, the back room and Luis Guzman's got, like, you know, ten bitches around him just having the time of his life. But um, And this is another this is another long, uninterrupted shot, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, the and, it's, the, shot, and yeah. it's the POV. Like, it's not, like, you know, following him around. It's, like, from that point of view. and Yeah. Until, uh, until he's, uh, like warming up in the mirror and the camera very artfully just kind of like pans out of the pov shots and then we see him standing there yeah, yeah. yeah. i thought that was pretty good yeah 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 see De, De palma's a filmmaker he's made some good ones like <laughs> yeah. he's made some questionable ones but there's always like the one shots and stuff like have you guys seen carlito's way no no you should check it out i, 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 I yeah i particularly love that one and scarface like they're I mean, Scarface not so many of like the one shots and stuff, but like the the ending little uh, fight scene or whatever. But like the the getaway scene, I guess, in Carlito's way and stuff at the end of a three hour movie. It's it's really well done, well shot. The Untouchables. The you guys seen the Untouchables though, right? You know, we were talking about this after the movie, where I was like, "Oh, you know, I, I I feel like I really like Brian De Palma, but I don't think I've seen enough of his movies." And I'm like looking at the list, and I'm like, uh, Mission, "Mission Impossible, Impossible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mission Impossible is pretty good too. There's a couple of, like long takes and you know the different POVs and flashbacks and stuff going on in there too. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's a style. Yeah, yeah." Yeah, he's a. I guess you're right. At, 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 even in his bad movies, the shots are at least interesting. And uh, yeah, I don't know. So the... Is that is that your review of the movie, Steve? Yeah, and, and, and meanwhile, in his great movies like this one, I... <laughs> yes, I, yeah, he, you know, this this this, this is the top tier De Palma right here with uh, Nick Cage losing his shit every five minutes. But uh... yeah. <laughs> this, I... then Scarface. Then. But looking back on it, though, like Steve, have you seen Carrie? You know what. I don't think I've seen the original character. Like I've seen, I obviously know okay. the story through osmosis and like, I, like oh, no. I know I've seen parts of it, but I don't think I've ever seen it sure. all the way through. 
Yeah, because I'm actually thinking about like it, it. Carrie, he does some interesting techniques with shots, but it isn't necessarily long shots. So yeah, I, I think I'll give the guy some yeah. credit. D- Dress to Kill is a great thriller with Mike Hocaine and uh, the, the the chick from RoboCop. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she has a name. Uh, Nancy Allen. That's it. Got it. <laughs> there it is. You got there. I was thinking Nancy Travis. Like, no, that's not it. All right. Uh, Karen Allen. No, that's not. No, right. no, the other one. Put Joan put Allen. them together. Joan Allen. Put them together. <laughs> Nancy Allen. Got it. <laughs> put them together. Joan Allen. Put them together. Face Karen off. Travis. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. We're back to where we need to be. There we go. Uh, but yeah, during this flashback, he's basically like, uh, "Oh yeah, they told me that you know I was going to lose. Uh, there's going to be a drunk guy in the front row screaming, here comes the pain, and that was the signal to fall on my ass. And uh, you know, I was fighting the guy." you know, in the ring, but he was just taunting. He was just like this, this mouthy little bitch couldn't even throw a good punch. And <laughs> basically I was like, wait, when's he going to hit me? You know, I, I, was, I was scared. And then he was just taunting me. So I like tapped him really good. And, uh, I accidentally knocked him yeah. out. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fucking die <laughs> yeah. because this guy's an asshole. You know? <laughs> he looks so sad. <laughs> just knocked down his opponent, you know? Yeah but then uh that guy sucked yeah okay that that was a contender for the heavyweight title yeah. and he's so he's such a bad boxer it's not even possible to take a dive to him properly but, but I mean, it was like 10 to 1 odds against him because uh with the five thousand right. dollar bet nick cage said he was only going to make like 500 and so it's like it was it it, it it was a mike tyson versus that guy he knocked out in like 23 seconds kind of a thing i think yeah, yeah. ed helms Yes, Ed Helms from The Office. Yep. <laughs> That's a hangover joke. Okay. And, and, and I, I have a question, actually. about. So he's, he's um, he, he goes back to monologuing about how he, or maybe this was before, or like he, you know, he gave up the only thing I know that makes me me, the, you know, the heavyweight championship. And I'm just thinking, like, technically, was that match conclusive? Because I don't think he got his full 10 count before it was, yeah. you know, the match was called on, on account of it, shooting. Yeah, it, I, interference? I yeah, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. right? I, I could at least see it being brought up to, like, the review board and, like, okay, maybe a rematch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, assuming that uh, Phantom Punch footage doesn't come to light, in which case he's probably just a... Uh, I, I was going to say drummed out of boxing forever, but that's probably naive. I mean, that's probably like a six-month suspension or something. Yeah. I, I don't know how I, penalized you would get for that. I, I mean, he was part of a cons- Oh, never mind. I mean, I, I'm sure I could, like, look into it. Like, I, I, I know it's happened before where fighters have been disciplined, but I don't think it's like a... It, it, it's like being... Like, they can't have another match for, like, a year, usually, or some stupid shit like that. And it's like, well, good. They only have, like, two matches a year anyway, usually, so whatever well, take, take some time off but also <laughs> but also the whole like just like oh did we get a full count i don't know but at the same time there was a murder at that particular venue on the night of so maybe that's something that may not be on the record but they're just going to go back to wiping that from the it's going to be a little asterisk on wikipedia i mean mm. if it's during maybe like like if tupac were killed during the mike tyson fight instead of immediately after maybe there'd be a little asterisk in there but well, the fight was concluded, correct? Yes, yes, it was. Not, in that instant. I'm, but well, but I'm saying, that, if, if Tupac were sitting see, front row and got sniped. <laughs> see, that's exactly my question. I think he got I, I, I think he got shot before the referee finished counting to 10. Yeah, so yeah, that was yeah. like, he was shot two seconds before the match was, was formally over. I don't know. Look, all I know is there's I nothing no in the rule okay. book that says a gorilla can't be <laughs> in the boxing ring. <laughs> 
<laughs> By the way, guys, have, actually... have you ever seen Mr. Go? Of course you haven't. It's a 2013 Korean movie oh about God, a gorilla so being a professional baseball player. It's, it's so actually good. pretty damn good. It's so good. There's orphans. There's a circus. <laughs> oh, all the actors are amazing and super charismatic. <laughs> Oh, who's, who's now? I want to guy? see a movie about a gorilla with a sniper rifle yeah. at, a, <laughs> at, a, at a boxing match. <laughs> Amy has <laughs> debts to pay. Amy hit target. Move to safe house. Sung Dong Il. He's he's the guy who does is the main character. Or the I guess our lead in the, that? the agent or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. There's a reason why he's in like a thousand movies. There you go. Uh, that's Mister Go. So it's my understanding as a little bit of like in extra information, the, you know, Nicholas Cage's character, Rick is, is just saying like, why would you do that? You got to have all this money. And first of all, that's ignorance. Number one of like this heavyweight champ. So clearly has all the money. Of course he doesn't have any money. He spends it. Yeah. Um, spends it keeping up and, appearances. He was probably in debt. That's why he had to shake the fall. So there you go. And he was, cause he actually confessed that um, he had been gambling so much that he was up way beyond to where all the casinos were coming after him. Oh, shit. And so I guess all of this would have wiped it clean. Actually, um, I'm wondering if he's... Because I thought it was the casinos that were part of this, but I guess he's just getting a bunch of money. I think he, he, he just had loans out. Yeah, got it. yeah, yeah. Casino. yeah. Casinos, mafia, kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. It, I got it. But, uh, but, but he, he, he let slip like the line, like, she never said they were going to kill anybody. And he's like, what, she... She, who? I, I don't know. Some big titted redhead woman or something. He's like, oh, I know that too. I know that description anywhere. Oh. By the way, I just realized big titted redhead. Yeah. Hey, what Nick Age movie earlier this month had a big titted redhead mentioned? Oh. Inconceivable. Uh, inconceivable. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Only one? <laughs> yeah. Just in a casual, like, one off story, like, oh, yeah, you need to give this to Hillary. Which one's she? Uh, she's the redhead. Oh, the redhead with the big titties? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> he has a type. Disrespectful. <laughs> I was just looking up actors who've been in the most movies. And of course, all the lists exclude all the uh, the Asian actors. But the American actors who've been in the most movies as of January 2023. Does anybody have any idea who might be in the top eight? Dick Miller. Uh, nope. James Hong. James Hong is on the list. Oh, shit. Yeah. Nice. Well, you said American, so. Yeah. yeah. Eric Roberts what? is number one. Oh, yeah. With okay. 455 movies. Eric Roberts. You, oh, You God, know, why? a talking cat's Eric Roberts? Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. His offspring doesn't include, isn't included in his count, right? <laughs> no, no. A Emma oh. and Julia aren't included in no. his count. My apologies. Ew, As of April 2023, <laughs> and then there was a recount done, Eric Roberts was been, has ha has 725 acting credits. Jesus, he did 303 mm -hmm. months? No, I think it was just, they just recounted. Yeah, yeah. James Hong has 456 <laughs> acting credits. Goddamn. Ew, that's that's disgusting. Considering Eric Roberts needs to be in fewer movies. <laughs> Danny Trejo has been in four hundred thirty-eight oh, yeah. movies. I was gonna guess him. Acting credits. He was. He, he'll say yes to many things. All right. So I want to know. Uh, okay, Diana. In order to correct the balance, which Eric Roberts roles would you substitute in uh, James Hong and/or Danny Trejo? Oh, um, the Pope of Greenwich Village. I don't know. Okay. I know Eric Roberts is in that movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think the answer is all of them. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. So James Hong is a talking cat. <laughs> yep, that's it. I don't she make got the it. rules. <laughs> um, no, let's no. see. Uh, somebody named Richard Real is in 427 movies. Never heard of him. Christopher Lee is number oh. five with 288 that makes sense. acting credits. As it should be. Yep. All right. Sorry, I had to actually click the article now to see the rest. Oh, I'm gonna have to go. Gosh darn it! I gotta go. All right. Izzy, how do you spell this Richard Real? R-I-E-H-L-E is the last name. Yeah, I was nowhere near that. <laughs> yeah. Number six is Samuel oh, that, L. Jackson with yeah. 205 acting credits. And only half he of them are Marvel so much, movies. Right? Oh, Steve. Steve, <laughs> look up Richard Real. You know exactly who this man uh, is. His picture is office space. not loading. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Jump to yeah, conclusions yeah, yeah. guy. Okay. He's the jump to conclusions guy. My red stapler. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah he's, he was in like a bunch of Bill Murray movies right. and stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Danny Glover has 202 acting credits. Oh, shit. Wow. He's been busy. Wait, so where, how many has Nicolas Cage been in? He should oh, have been he, like he's in, like, like just over 100. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Donald like just Sutherland year, has 199 <laughs> oh. acting credits. Oh, well, well yeah, he's been doing it for like 70 years. <laughs> right? That's only like a movie. It's like two a, a year. movie. Yeah, yeah. Nick Cage will catch that ass. Anyway. <laughs> this article is now not loading. I mean, I mean, Diana, joke as much as you want. Nicolas Cage only makes three or four movies a year, and he's only been doing it for about 40 years? 30 years, maybe? That's all mm. we get out of Collider. The website has failed. <laughs> Thanks, to Collider. <laughs> Dory, the ad's loaded, but nothing else. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Well, speaking of the ads loaded, let's see. Um, yeah, so Lieutenant Dan, uh, he he's like giving like a press conference to Lou on the air, basically like updating everybody like, oh, yes, we found the uh, Palestinian terrorist uh, who's responsible for this. And, uh, you know, that's all I can really say at note. this point. But uh, he has a history of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, anyway. And then, yeah, that, that interview is the peak of the movie because we do get Kevin Dunn with Kevin Dunn in that moment. I think that's the only scene where they're together. Some done on done action. Yeah. Yeah. Double done. Yep. Um, and then the multiverse opened up. <laughs> no, don't touch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rick tells Dan that, like, oh, yeah, so I talked to Tyler and, uh, you know, he said, said this redhead uh, commits him to take a dive. And, and they meet in this area I can only describe as the war room. And I'm like, is this oh, supposed yeah. to be like a conference oh, that, that, room or something in yeah. this arena? Like, oh yeah, that that the, the the long narrow conference table that like disappears into an image of a bridge up against the wall. Yeah, and I'm like, this, this yeah. is like something out of Strange Love. Like, this is... <laughs> yeah, just a very upscale uh, conference room in some artistic style or another. I don't know enough about interior decorating, but it was very uh, interior decorating in the late 90s yeah exactly in atlantic city someone was doing something with this room that was (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh, lieutenant dan uh or or, yeah rick he's trying to convince lieutenant dan that this is a conspiracy there's at least five people involved and blah 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 excuse me and lieutenant dan's like well this guy had like a suicide note and everything but um i don't know maybe this has something to do with the norfolk test he's like what the fuck are you talking about norfolk test like all right i this all hush hush so i'll deny you know you know don't tell nobody uh but it's this anti-missile defense system that we have and everything was successful it was perfect everything blah 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 and then uh you know the the uh, uh secretary of defense was excited we we're gonna 
it was going to be like announced tonight after the fight for whatever reason that it was going to go through blah 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 and then we get a flashback to uh i don't know uh, another pov of uh god damn it i gotta learn to write allegedly (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it was yeah it was it was his pov right yeah it was oh wait is that right yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 that's right. Of him chasing the redhead. I'm like, that's right. Yeah. Chong Retchgold. Uh, yeah, he's like chasing <laughs> the redhead, and uh, <laughs> you know, we we go through the whole thing, and it's like his POV, like you know, checking our tits, everything, all that fun stuff, and then pop, 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 and he like pulls his gun and shoots the terrorist through the wall and stuff, and then like from there, the uh, the camera light or, or the screen like splits, and it's like. They're going to like find the the various suspects like the redhead or whatever and blah 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 and uh, they follow Dan like into the Secretary of Defense area and I, I, I don't know the the flashback does you mean or the yeah uh, yeah 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 we get get a bit of the chaos uh, from from a few perspectives yeah, yeah so then after uh, you know uh, Rick and Lieutenant Dan they're done talking he's like. All right, well, we should we should split up and go, you know, try to find, uh, you know, Carly Gugino and and the redhead, you know, our suspects. Whatever. He's like, yeah, it's a good idea. You go that way, I go this way. Lieutenant Dan, like, literally, like, just about walks off screen, you know, like, like twenty feet to the right, and then uh, both of the suspects are there waiting, or, or not? No, that's right. They were looking for the redhead and the guy screaming, "Here comes the pain!" And both of them are right there waiting for Lieutenant Dan. And I'm like. <gasps> deception disgrace he uh yeah he he swipes a a card i guess to get into authorized personnel door only and there they are in like like black yeah they like change into these like in like all black clothes yeah with the hats the redhead is no longer a redhead yes yeah that is correct no longer uh cleavage either Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh but uh but lieutenant dan's like filling him in like all right the local cop rick you know he's a friend of mine but he may be on to us blah 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 and they're like all right well do we have a plan b he's like yep we sure do pew, pew, kills both of them <gasps> double deception double disgrace and dun, dun, dun. uh <laughs> and by and by this point I, I i didn't want to say it at the point in the movie but i'm just when when that was revealed i'm just like yeah of course it's gary yeah. sinise like yeah he gets second he's billing like of Ed course Harris it's him in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's it gonna be the other kevin dunn come on i mean maybe <laughs> mr witwicky i don't think so the uh <laughs> the movie's not over yet steve no not quite uh but yeah so yeah rick he goes to like check out the casino security camera so he's like all right cool so we know this terrorist ended up here but let's follow him through and see if we can find out who he's involved with and of course the main security guy is a uh, mike star you know you might know him from dumb and dumber and um, uh, a lot of other yeah yeah Yep. But uh, yeah, they basically retrace his steps. And around this time, we're also following uh, Carla Gugino again, because we don't know her name in this movie. Um, and we get her like blind POV or like blurry POV because she doesn't have her glasses. And I'm like, again, yep. De Palma, you know, d- taking us for a walk here. Okay, you know, a little out of focus. I, I hadn't noticed that her glasses got smashed in the mayhem of everything and i'm just like what the fuck is wrong with this movie <laughs> yeah diana was thinking this was a very artistic choice at this point <laughs> yeah but uh it's like oh no maybe she has a concussion or something because it's flickering in and out of consciousness yeah but uh but instead she finds uh some some uh some guy at the bar and is like hey do you have air conditioning in your room and he's like fuck yeah i do <laughs> 
And babe, uh, th- this gentleman to the bar, you you recognized him from something. Yeah, he's the manager. He's Lois's manager for Malcolm in the Middle. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I call, yeah, I'm like, honey, it's Craig. <laughs> like, like, honestly, until they get to the hotel room, I was like, oh, oh, he's, I damn know, it. He's... I know this guy. And then as soon as he started talking, she was like. Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it seems like it's not Guillermo. It's too old yeah, yeah, so like, it, I know it's not Guillermo. It, it looks like uh, Harvey Guillen or whatever. You know, Guillermo from uh, yeah. what, what we, we do in the shadows. shadows. But, you know, 25 like years ago. Poor man's Wayne Knight, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Noche. You know, a little, la- little Latin flair. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, but basically, like, in the security room, they're like, Oh shit! We got another hooker alert. It looks like this guy's been on this uh, this chubby guy at the bar for a while. And uh, Nick Cage is like, "That's her! That's her! Let's go get her! Intercept!" And uh, around that time, Lieutenant Dan's also like getting the call on the walkie-talkie. So then we get a nice little uh, little I, I don't know chase, but they're both like converging on uh, Carly Gugino, and it's like, "Oh no! If Lieutenant Dan finds her first, she's certainly gonna die." You know that 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 that. And there's like a whole tracking thing where like uh, she's like in the elevator, she and uh, uh, Craig or whatever from Malcolm in the Middle yeah. like in the elevator with Lieutenant Dan, but he's like you know just trying to like follow him again back to the room so we can do whatever. And Nick Cage is like, all right, uh, we need to find out who this guy is, find out what room number he's in. Oh, it's gonna. And I, I don't know. We once we get like to the thirty fifth floor or whatever. Again, De Palma, we get this shot where it like starts out, you know profile like in the hallway and then it kind of pans to overhead and goes through like four or five hotel rooms and it's like you know there's like the rock band that's like fucking up or i couldn't tell it was a rock band or like a frat or something just like fucking up on the hotel like rooms. Frat, yeah. yeah i was thinking frat yeah and, and then you have like the super excited to have a lot of beer and they're spraying it everywhere to celebrate yeah exactly Whoosh! <laughs> and i'm like yep that's why they got somebody's credit card on deposit uh, and you get like the couple that's like having an argument and you know you just kind of slowly pans through all these different rooms sex scene or like foreplay scene of some kind yeah you gotta have one of those in there yeah we go well kind of she's just like turn off the tv honey uh, that's called foreplay diana oh what <laughs> oh, okay come on the, the come on when there's a boxing match and a hurricane you can't turn the tv off right <laughs> your life's in danger possibly yeah but uh <laughs> oh and, and one other thing about this this whole sequence um the not the uh not the pan over the hotel rooms but in the uh the sort of like tension building where we're uh cutting between like the the security monitors and the casino floor and there's a couple more long shots where we're seeing everything through the security monitor and i did notice one i, I think it was when um when when Nick Cage is standing at the, he's waiting for the elevator. He's like in the little elevator lobby on the ground floor. And we're seeing just him like kind of, you know, very antsy because the elevator hasn't arrived yet and he doesn't have a plan for which floor to go to. And this is all seen through the monitor, but like the, the security camera is, is like tracking him around and like panning and zooming on his face very cinematically. It's like they, they had Brian De Palma uh, directing the security camera yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple, <laughs> couple weird shots where it's like, yeah, wh- where's this camera again? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah so yeah they, they they cheated it a little bit but out of all the times i've seen this movie this is the first time i noticed that so i guess they <laughs> got away with it mostly it's it's always when you're watching it for quote-unquote criticism that it's like you know right, what this yeah. might not be a perfect movie <laughs> 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 uh 
Uh, meanwhile, in uh, room, uh, was it 3517 or whatever, we got Carly Gugino and Craig. And uh, uh, Carly Gugino's like, you know, maybe we should just like cuddle or something. And, uh, <laughs> and Craig, he's like, fuck that. You're the one that's been coming on to me. I'm expecting to get some action tonight. Blah, blah, blah. I could have just stayed on the floor and kept betting on the horses. Yeah. I was just half wondering if she was going to try to steal his glasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. He's uh, he's like go, he, he like goes out of the room for what like. I mean, she doesn't like throw my robe. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm going to go get security or whatever and get your cracked ass out of here." I don't know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's refusing to leave because if she leaves, she'll get murdered. But, yeah. Right? Yeah, she was just begging, like, just like let me have like 20 minutes because she she knows she's in danger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's going to like throw her out, but then uh, Rick's right there at the door, and he's like, hey, yep. "Back in, back in there, blah blah blah." And then, and then he's the one that throws him out. That's right. That's yes, right. Mm. that's right. Right, right, right. And then as he's like going down the hall, he runs into Lieutenant Dan. And he's like, "This crazy son of a bitch with a gun!" Just like I, I was just writing a love letter to my wife, and then this guy came in and <laughs> threw me out. And I think him and his hooker are in there doing something. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's a that's a good cover story." Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Lieutenant Dan and him like you know go in the room. Lieutenant Dan's got like his gun pulled out. He's like checking all the angles and stuff. And I was waiting for him to put two in Craig's head, but no, that didn't happen. Same. Yeah. yeah. He's got to tie up all the loose ends. I mean, what 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 loose ends? <laughs> I mean, a, a, okay, a, a so... pimp and a hooker came into the room. That's all uh, Craig knows about, you know. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, it's probably doing the doing the math on like is one more dead body going to solve problems or create problems yeah, yeah. Right. i almost see dan do like the little like hesitation like he kind of raises the gun dude he's like you know what no this is just gonna be yeah more paperwork yeah you know, that kind of thing <laughs> yeah but uh yeah then we see uh rick and uh carly gugino they're just like chatting in the stairwell and uh she we start finding out who she is and she's like look I'm one of those sexy lady scientists from Norfolk, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a number cruncher. You, you know who she is? She's um, N- Natasha from Goldeneye. That's who she is. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. She's not Denise Richards. No, but a little no, bit no, more Goldeneye, the, and not Zania. Yeah. She's yeah. The, you know the the, the, the oh, cute no, no, little no, girl she, that just um, like has the short hair and is like, oh, I just go to my nine to five job, and sure, mm-hmm. I may look like a model, but whatever. Yeah, you know. she and and she has to put up with the Alan Cummings of the world. Exactly. Ugh. Oh, you'll be invincible. But uh, ba- ba- basically, she's like, oh, so I was looking over the test results, and I'm like, nothing's perfect. These were obviously doctored, and I told the Secretary of Defense, and he said to get proof and bring it to him here at the fight because that's the most convoluted bullshit I've heard in my life. So, <laughs> and then we get needed to be in person. That's right. And then we get the flashback to her point of view, and she's, you know, sneaking into the, the chair there next to Rick and stuff and talking to the uh, uh, Secretary of Defense. And, you know, we hear the conversation where it's like, you know, check, uh, was it like, check, check my bag, all the proof is in there. And he's like, oh, that's great. We'll definitely be able to bring down these assholes. <laughs> as, as his secretary sniped. He was literally like mid-sentence like, oh man, this will bring down that evil corporation and then uh, we'll be able to clean up the government of... <laughs> <laughs> uh, My vaccine will cure all disease and will also feed all the hungry... <laughs> I found the cure of the plague of the 20th century and I've lost it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there can only be one. You got a tip on this fight too. In the- <laughs> but uh, yeah. 
And 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 yeah, so then we cut back to them talking in the stairwell and and Rick's Oh, that's right. She talks about how like she she ran off and uh she went to the other side of the arena and she saw Lieutenant Dan. Uh, and we get like a little split screen where it shows like like Rick's point of view and like her point of view. Uh, but then, like, she ends up seeing, like, Lieutenant Dan with, uh, was it, like, like with the redhead? Or with something? the sniper. Or with the sniper. That, with the that's redhead. right. Before before they were sniped, she, yep. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. Because he, he, she watched, she was watching for an opportunity where the seat in front of the senator opened up. Oh, yeah. yeah she said yeah, she didn't right. know where they were sitting, so she had to go up to around, like, the press booth or something where she could see the entire arena and, like, visually scan for him. That's right. Yeah, she watches She watches Lieutenant Dan run after the redhead, and then when she sees that, she goes to, you know, get to that seat, but in doing so, she turns and she sees... I want to say there's, there's the sniper, there is... The redhead, there's Lieutenant Dan, and then there's like a fourth person there. As Was well? it the here comes Possibly. here comes the pain guy? The here yeah, comes, yeah, yeah, the pain guy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Which seems a little bit too on point. Yeah, yeah, like all like, four all right. of the characters in one spot. When, yeah. when especially when here comes the pain guy is supposed to be on the other side of the arena. Still, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. There was no reason for that yeah, guy to be. Yeah, there. it's a. Little, I, I think. I think they were distributing the radios at that moment. That was. Oh yeah. shit! And everything was going to go down like thirty seconds later or something. Yeah. I don't know. That actually might explain why. So the here comes the pain guy is tackled by a whole bunch of people and removed. I guess for some reason I thought he was sitting there the whole time, but he's probably just standing there, yeah. getting close enough to the ring to. Say yeah it. yeah okay that makes sense yeah i was yeah, about to say because he's, he's not being that belligerent you know and, and i think it was like tyler's entourage yeah. that he was like right up against them so yeah. they like they, they were just tackling him because yeah. they were the, the, the cut guy his, runs his over there and yeah. socks him a couple times and yeah get out of here mm-hmm. yeah. son of a bitch yeah but uh then we then so. we cut back to you know present moment and uh you know rick he's just like fucking angry like you Lieutenant Dan, that's who you saw. A fucking naval uniform, handing out to a redhead, and uh, this guy, and uh, I, I don't know, Kirill Abdul job or whatever the, the terrorist guy is. <laughs> you, you could be wrong. And she's like, I, I don't know. I, I just crunched numbers, dude. I just tell you that's what it is. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm just telling you what I saw. And you're like, well, you, you, you could be mistaken, though, right? Like, oh, you're right. I did lose my glasses. He's like, Fuck, you lost your glasses after all this happened. So, no, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. I, I did appreciate that moment in his character that he's just like, he's so corrupt. He's so messed up. But at the same time, she's like, oh, you're friends with him. Oh, yeah. no, 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 you're right. I lost my glasses and I could have been wrong. Because she's just trying to say anything to say, I have got nothing. Please let me yeah, go. And yeah. he's just like, you lost your glasses afterwards. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and this where I ran down. Nick fucking woo cage. Indeed. And then, I was let it, yep. He let it out there. Yep. And then he says, mm-hmm. uh, how old are you? What? <laughs> rick rick are we <laughs> what and she's like 26 and i'm like yeah in your bra uh, no. Uh, <laughs> but no yeah yeah i believe diane and i both audibly groaned when she said that oh <laughs> not everything makes us feel old later. trust me not as loud as later in the movie i'm sure <laughs> oh yes oh yes yes because there's a callback to that line yeah. we'll, we'll get to that i'm sure yeah 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 but i did look it up though she was 27 when this movie yeah came out. yeah i mean that, that's totally believable i i get it but sure but at the same time though you don't get to be freaking senior missile analyst yeah <laughs> thank you at 27 
Yeah, so then uh, then we cut to the other side of the arena or something where Lieutenant Dan's talking to the, the owner of the casino, Donald Trump. Uh, I'm sorry, what's his name in this movie? Uh, Gilbert Powell, uh, played by John Hurd. Definitely not Donald Trump. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, fun fact, Gilbert Powell is based on Donald Trump, and you can see why. Whoa! Uh, but yeah, he's basically upset with yeah. Lieutenant Dan. Like, look, I was trying to kill the guy, and now there's all these loose ends and shit. You told me you'd have it contained, and I, I'm finding out your friend is going around on like vigilante justice, trying to figure this shit out. No, no, no! I invited him because he's viable. All right, well, get get the shit done. Uh, meanwhile, Rick star stores Carly Gugino in a closet for some reason to keep her safe. Yeah, Lou ends up giving him five grand, and I'm like, oh, sweet, must be nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. And then, um, I, I don't know, uh, Rick goes to, like, I don't know, see the crime scene again, because, you know, they're, they're still piecing everything together, blah, 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 down there. And he, like, goes back, and he's, like, looking around, and, like, we get a little flashback to everything going on. And he's like, all right, I remember looking up there and seeing that, like a big fucking eye what the hell was that and he's like glancing to the left and there's this uh this blimp that has like a giant you know visine fucking eye or whatever on it like yeah. you know dry yeah. irritated eyes yeah. nobody that understands this nobody would guess this was a camera <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that moment's interesting because it was uh he's remembering like getting the phone call from from the ringside girl with the round seven card oh, and yeah, yeah. you would think that like she had some significance and i guess she does but like it's just that she happened to phone him at the exact moment to call his attention to that camera and that's that's the payoff i know yeah i was actually thinking like but when does the ringside girl come into play oh that's it yep. yeah that was it yeah but diana when do they fall in love no <laughs> <laughs> oh don't worry that towards that question's coming later <laughs> yeah but you also but you also gotta you know what happens next? That poor ring girl. <laughs> Her career does not take off as she hoped. He promised. <laughs> uh, but yeah, B has the idea. Oh, I better go check that video on that blimp. And so, yeah, he does. And uh, one of the angles shows uh, Dan just kind of like chilling right next to the terrorist, like waiting for him to do the thing and then shoot him. I, I don't know. Like, but but there's no redhead there. He's like staring at the tits. So he's like, yeah. damn, but Lieutenant Dan lied to me. Oh, and then they had the uh, the owner Powell or whatever. He's he's like doing a press conference now, and he's like, "I've just been informed that uh, Security Kirkland is dead, but we're not going to be terrorized by these, uh, you know, by Al Qaeda or whoever, whatever terrorist organization." By the way, before two thousand one, so I, I don't know whatever made up yeah, terrorist organization. Right. Uh, and uh, we're gonna must have hit a bit different back then. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna continue with this. Uh, anti-missile defense thing we've been working on just like Secretary Kirkland would have wanted. You know, blah, blah, blah. We will not allow fear to dissuade us from paying my company billions of dollars. Right. No one said anything about war profiteering. What are you saying? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Rick and Lieutenant Dan run to each other. Oh, oh no, that's right, that's right. Uh, Rick's like watching this press conference or whatever, and we see a couple feet on the stairs behind him. And Lieutenant Dan's like, "Yeah, it's all pretty convincing, isn't it?" And he's like walking down the stairs, and they start talking. And Rick's like, "Why? Why'd you have me be a part of this?" Like, well, because you're a cop, and people tend to believe you for some reason, um, and you're affordable. I mean, <laughs> you know, I figured I could pay you off. <laughs> and, you know, shit got she hit the fan like it has. So, like, how much is it going to cost, dude? Like, 50 grand? 100 grand? 500 grand? A million? Dude, do you want a million dollars? You know. It's 
He also gives them a monologue as to why, because it couldn't have just been like, you know, for that, but it's just like, you know, you know, uh, you don't know what it's like to have to make decisions about this. I believe in this, you know, so it's not perfect, but you know what? We can't have these things to stop. This defective missile defense system will save lives once it's fixed. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, like, I was a soldier. I know what it's like. You're just an Atlantic City cop bullshitter. Like, you know. And he was just a bureaucrat stopping all of our progress. Yeah. You think he gives a fuck about any of us? No. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing the right thing. So how much is it going to cost to bribe you? Yeah. 50000 100000 And then, uh, Diana, I, I'm sure you listened to What Were They Thinking, but this is where it comes <laughs> in. He talks about giving a million dollars and hands them the bloody $100 bill from earlier in the movie. Literal oh, blood money! Literal blood money! <laughs> is this when they saw so it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I was I was trying to track the. So is it? Um, so so did he ha- did he hand over? Or was it just sitting on the floor of the of the president? Because that 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 hundred dollar bill had a bit of a journey through the movie. It's got like Louis Guzman's Louis blood Guzman. all over it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was. It's not. It's not directly related to the assassination. That it literally got bloody just from, you know, him being a corrupt cop. And uh, then he like tried to. He gave it to to. Um... Lou, Kevin Dunn. He gave it to Kevin Dunn. And, oh, and, and that's why it was just lying on the carpet in the press yeah. box. Because he had to go back up to the press box in order to look at the, the, at the camera, camera footage. Yeah, exactly. But that was where they were originally talking about doing the interview. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yep. And then, hmm. and then, so he hands him literal blood money and, you know, Rick's like, I never killed nobody. And I'm like, that's a right. lot of negatives in that sentence. So did you kill yeah. somebody? Yeah, but no, I, I never killed well, nobody. I never killed nobody, which means I killed a bunch of people. He never killed Mr. Nobody, Steve. <laughs> I, I killed not, everybody! He's not in the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. Right. <laughs> and then uh, Lieutenant Dan, he just like goes over to the camera footage and starts erasing that shit. Like, that's how it's done or something? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's how you get shit done, Steve, by doing it. And then, yeah, Dan pulls his gun and he's like, listen, motherfucker, you want to take the money or do you want me to put two in your head right fucking now? And uh, Rick's saying something like, well, Tyler knows and he's totally going to snitch on you. Turns his head slightly to the left and sees Tyler stand there, like shrugging his shoulders, like, be on your own, buddy. And then Diana, what, what does Lieutenant Dan say? Oh, shoot. I don't remember what he says. You got snake eyes, kid. The house always wins oh, or whatever. Snake yeah. eyes. Right. Roll credits. That's right. <laughs> the end but wait there's more but wait there's more we then cut to tyler beating the bloody shit out of rick yeah yeah he i I love that he got a promotion in this conspiracy to like hard goon now he has to yeah i was thinking about that too where i'm just like wait he's doing this now he was just supposed to take a dive and now that's it but i guess he's in it for life now we're improvising shut up Look, otherwise it's going to be, you know, Gary Sinise or whatever slapping Nick Cage or something yeah. like, you know. <laughs> or, or they bring in Sven yeah. Thorson for one scene and yeah. he was busy, uh, you know, doing the... Gladiator? 98, yeah, maybe Gladiator at that point, yeah. And if I remember correctly, it was like, he's breaking his ribs, but he's just like, but we still need him to be able to talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And he just working the face a bit, just like uh, hit, hit hit him about half power on the face, not too much, yeah. not too hard. And then uh, Rick ends up just like enough to get some makeup. Yeah, and then Rick uh, ends up sp- spitting blood all over Dan's Blech. medals on his suit. And he's like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" And, and then Dan, he, more symbolism, symbolism. That's right. And then Lieutenant <laughs> Dan medals. just knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> and, and then yeah, roll credits, guys. What do we? Th- no, 
Uh, no, and then he picks up his unconscious head because Nick Cage is making a weird fucking face. Yeah. And he told him something and I forget. Yeah. Oh, it was um, if you were anyone else. You'd be dead. You'd be, uh, you'd be yeah. dead. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Thank right. you. Yeah. But and yeah, that, like, I was just question, so focused on uh, Nick Cage's passed out yeah. question mark face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. Uh, I, I have a quick question about these scenes back in the... Uh, in the bowels of the arena there. Is it around now in the movie when we're seeing them uh, messing around with the cement mixers? and? Uh... Yeah, there's like a construction crew going up. on, but like during a hurricane? It, yeah. I, the well, union, the, yeah, Steve, they you were... can't tell them to go off schedule without putting it in three weeks in advance. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so they, they, they set up among lots and lots of other exposition that this casino is like mid-renovation and they have like cement mixers that I, I think maybe in an earlier kind of like transitional scene, we, we saw them uh, wrapping up the, the bodies of the two co-conspirators who got shot, the redhead and the here comes the pain guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And I hope I'm not stepping on a later scene, but yeah, it, 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 among all this, uh, you know, Lieutenant Dan orchestrating the conspiracy behind the scenes, we see the disposal of those two bodies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That comes back a bit later. Okay. I, I want to say it's when Nick Cage wakes back up and he starts lumbering through. Was it yeah. after that? I want to say okay. that was when. I, it okay, was. I might have been. Yeah, a, I, I thought we already passed over that, but maybe I'm maybe I'm jumping. Yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's, we're we're, we're pretty much there. Basically, after Lieutenant Dan knocks out Rick, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Dan's like, "All right, cool, I gotta go take care of some shit. I'll be back in thirty minutes," and leaves like two guys to stand guard, but they just immediately fuck off and yeah, go talk to the construction crew or something. And that's but that's yeah. perfectly acceptable because what does he put on his jacket, Steve? What does who put? Oh, sorry. What what does uh, Gary Sinise put on Nick Cage's jacket? It was it was the tracking device. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he, so, so he wanted those other guys to fuck off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's all part. That's of the right. Yeah, he pulled it right off the. Guys that's right. Because I was wondering, like, wait, back. when when did he put the tracking device on? Because that comes up later. But yeah, okay, that's when. Yeah, it yeah, happened. yeah. All right. He beats the hell out of him. Nick Cage is just down, and then he just he just puts it on his like back jacket. Yeah, then, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, so yeah, so the, those guys fuck off, and you know we get the again the nice little P- Rick POV shot of him like stumbling up and like trying to escape for a couple of minutes, um, and mm-hmm. and then yeah he starts stumbling towards where he hid Carly Gugino in that closet, uh, but of course yeah he's being tracked by Lieutenant Dan. He's like oh shit he's moving I better follow him, and also followed at like none too great a distance like I'm not like I, eight I, feet I, away like yeah was, <laughs> yeah because Nick Cage is like badly beaten he's delirious he's not really paying attention to his surroundings I don't I, I don't think he actually needed the tracker if he just like gave him a good four paces or so he yeah. never would have noticed he was being followed <laughs> yeah so and and also like he's the still uh, a cop yeah and the, and the hurricane's like intensifying outside and so we get a lot more shots of that um yeah, that made me want to know, like, okay, suppose, like, the assassination never uh-huh. happened and this this fight went the distance, like, the full 12 rounds or however long a championship match is. And I'm just envisioning, like, all these people trying to get home and, like, they can't even leave the <laughs> casino because there's this massive hurricane outside yeah, and all the roads are going to be closed. I'm like, what was the... I know, it's like, did they... Yeah. So no matter what, they were being trapped yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, yeah. There, there's a lot of things in this movie where it's like, yeah, what would have really happened if not assassination it's like oh uh typical atlantic city you know shit going awry people being locked up in an arena for three days no and the richest ones you can imagine not donald trump character saying like oh they they clearly need a room at my hotel now so it's now eight eight hundred dollars an hour yeah pretty much or they don't have to go to bed as long as they're gambling that's a good point but um 
Yeah, eventually, uh, yeah, yeah, they they track him to like the boardwalk, and I guess that's where the closet's located. And, and there's this, this other like pan shot too, where it's like going through a couple different locations, including where Carly uh, Carly Gugino is, and she damn near got harpooned by some random like yeah. satellite or, or uh, like like a little spire off of the arena or something coming yeah. into the room. It's the uh, millennial, uh, the millennium like globe thing coming. Like it, well, it, 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 it was like a little piece off of it or something, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked like yeah, it looked like 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 a, a like some kind of scale model of a monorail or something. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if that's what it was. It was very sharp. But, uh... <laughs> Troy McClure shows up. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> what's that? What's what's that word? Yeah, I, I was just gonna say. And speaking of that, that big globe that we this is around when we see a few shots of it uh, ominously rolling around. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I think we. Yeah. I, I expect we'll have some fun facts uh, to explain Dude, that. Dude, right? there's... Okay. The, b- oh, yeah. Basically, from here on is one ending. So, <laughs> But yeah, yes. yeah the, the storm was definitely going to be a bigger part. I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, um, yeah basically, we start getting live news feeds for some reason. Um, and Because they're, they're like shooting the globe because it's, yeah, being blown around and all that. And they're, I guess, following it. And... Uh, it, uh, p- police are pulling up to like chase the news crew off or something i i, I guess i don't know uh but around this time you know we see the lightning flashing and this is when rick realizes that he's being followed by lieutenant dan behind him even though if there mm-hmm. were lightning going off it wouldn't be directly behind lieutenant dan which would cast the shadow but you know don't worry about it don't worry about it mm-hmm. um, yeah don't worry but yeah, lieutenant, don't dan, worry, lieutenant dan pulls a gun and he's like tell her to lock the door and come out and rick's like suck a dick dumb shit uh, actually let, let me let me put this that's that's what <laughs> yeah, that's rick sounds like what, what was that get back to the people yeah he's he's vain now uh, <laughs> but yeah then uh you know all the police start pulling up and uh you know shots are fired and the police uh rick and uh carly gino they're like running out and dander got ran over by the police who were trying to chase off the live news crew mm-hmm. and then uh you know lieutenant dan comes out with his gun and all the cops are like put your hands up put your gun down put your gun on your ass right now and he's like look no no look at me i'm a goddamn naval officer i i uh, these guys are suspects and blah 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 tell him rick this th- this bitch killed the president or you know the secretary of defense or whatever <laughs> and uh <laughs> He's like, come on, Rick, tell her. And he says, ain't no way you got snake eyes. Because, <laughs> you know, his jaw's still fucked up <laughs> right? from going three rounds with the champ. And uh, But yeah, snake eyes, roll credits. No. Roll credits. And then, uh, and then uh, Ryan, what, what, what happens to Lieutenant Dan? Well, he, he does a little bit more math on, uh, <laughs> on, on, on his options. And uh, he turns his back to the cops, and uh, then he is—he is truly Kevin Dunn as he as he shoots himself. <laughs> yeah, with the live news crew there recording everything, and uh, yeah. Then we cut to uh, Rick getting a goddamn plaque and everything, and I don't know the key of the city or whatever, like Richard Santoro, you know, blah 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 at uh, Powell Arena or whatever last week. You all remember? And then, like, we cut to a week later, we're like. Um, uh, yeah, so Powell Aircraft is in trouble, uh, with falsifying documents, blah, blah, blah. They may lose a trillion dollars. Oh, and, uh, Rick's, uh, coming up on corruption charges, because apparently mm-hmm. he stole a lot of cocaine or something, and well, his past comes New back stuff. to haunt him, you know? 
Yep. New things coming to light. Yeah, basically exactly what Lieutenant Dan was going to say would happen if he got any kind of spotlight on him. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and I love that like none of it is even related to the to the the assassination. Yeah. It was just like, uh oh, people are paying attention to him now. The the media knows he exists, and the dirt is very easy to find. Yeah, so. just all the other shit coming to light, basically. Yep. yep. So then we cut to I don't know a month or so, several months a year later, and we're back out front of the arena, and uh, you know Rick's just chilling there on the boardwalk, looking at the ocean. I don't know, possibly contemplating suicide. I don't know. But uh, Carly Gugino shows up and she's like, hey, Rick, remember me? And she's like, he's like, I don't know, vaguely. Uh, no. <laughs> a lot of stuff's been going on lately. Yeah. And she's like, how's it going? Like, well, I'm going to go to jail for a bit. And, uh, you know, just reminiscing about the, when I almost drowned here at the arena. Guys, do you remember him almost drowning at the arena? No. Yeah. Perhaps metaphorically or in his own blood. Yep. But, uh... Yeah. But uh, more on that fun facts. Uh, <laughs> and then he starts going to some story about pirates and shit and uh you know it's all lighthouses yeah yeah it's all the same here just brighter lights uh, like okay cool and she's like so how old are you diana how old is he i'm 33 35 <laughs> yeah 23 he said 33 yeah. is that I, right i've Steve? ran down 35 but uh it, damn it he's 35 yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I I believe Nicholas Cage was thirty three when that when they filmed. So I got. Oh, she down. was looking it up. Oh. She was. Quite, I really uh, had to know. Was quite emotionally invested. I had to know. He's thirty five. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Thirty five. And uh, I've written down. Well, I guess they're together now. They're a thing. Uh, they're a thing now. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, why don't you uh, call me in about ten to eighteen, uh, twelve oh, to eighteen no, no, months?" No, no, no. She goes like, "Did he have a wife?" He's like, "She left. Girlfriend. She left too." Yeah. <laughs> It, it would have been worse if they had left me for each other oh yeah that's right uh, 90s humor ah! yeah. and he's like well maybe i'll give you a call in about 12 to 18 months or whatever and then they kiss and i'm like huh did i miss something yeah um yeah and, and then yeah carly gugino then like walks away and rick uh basically looks at the camera <laughs> but you know looks out towards the ocean like yeah. well, at least i got to be on tv <laughs> roll credits <laughs> I'm going to jail. Right. <laughs> Guys, that's Snake Eyes. Uh, uh, not quite. If we continue rolling credits over over the... I, I wasn't really paying attention to how long of a shot that was. I, I, I want to say it was another really long shot, their whole conversation uh, about the pirates and whatnot. And then it continued into like the construction workers in the background. Mm-hmm. Did... Oh, Steve, Izzy, did you watch all the way to the end of the I fast forward and nothing seemed to happen. So. Oh, you missed out. What did I miss? What did I miss? Well, uh, uh, should I? Uh, okay, I mean, D- Diana was a bit confused by this. You're, I, you're, you're building this way too much. I'm sorry. I have to confess, I also did not get the significance of this the first time I watched it. But uh, with the very, very long scene of just the construction workers doing their stuff and they're standing up this concrete pillar. And imagine I'm Elaine from Seinfeld watching The English Patient and going, just end <laughs> yeah diana was baffled oh the and, like, gemstone like, in the the wall. yes yep. there's a ruby yes. in the in the in the side of the in the side of the of the pillar of the construction we pillar. did okay. notice that yeah, yeah. i pointed it out okay good which, yeah which yeah so what's the significance which 
it, it it's the ring that the, the the fake redhead was wearing, and she was still wearing it when they oh. when they were disposing of the body. So okay. So her her corpse is inside that pillar in the newly renovated casino. So so question because Ryan, you were talking about the goons and the the moving of the bodies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There was a hand hanging out. Was the ring on the hand? Yes, yeah. okay. yes, it was. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, her hand was hanging out of the bag. The ring was on the hand. And... I was I wasn't paying attention. I was I was mostly fixated on the fact that like that's a body, right? Not the ring on the hand. Yeah, like there's yeah, that, that's so... a body. So not unlike the bloody dollar bill, this new casino is being literally built on the bodies of the people who died in the conspiracy. I'm not sure what it's supposed to mean exactly, it's but it's a it's a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh well, there you go. All right. So then that's Snake Eyes. Oh. Uh, Diana, would you recommend this movie? You know, I think I would. It was interesting. It's it is well crafted. Um, again, this is mid-tier Nicolas Cage uh, freakout. Mm. You know, he's not very subdued. He is going for it, but he's energetic. He's not full-on caging it out. Yeah, this is uh, between Face Off and Gone in 60 Seconds, Nick Cage. Like, that's the time frame we're working yeah. with here. Okay, yeah, but that's not right. the energy oh, timeline. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. much <laughs> higher energy in both of those. I mean, is he, I may is have he asked you before. Gone in 60 Seconds? Yeah, he's at least higher concept. I mean, the car he drives is higher energy. He's he's higher concept (laughs) in general. (laughs) Steven, is he? Have you ever? I may have asked you before. Have you ever seen Honeymoon in Vegas? Yes, it's been a long time. I'm just I, but I can't remember his energy in that movie though. Um, I believe he's an Elvis impersonator, so (laughs) I'm guessing it's on the the mid tier. How dare you, Steve? He wasn't an Elvis impersonator. He was working with the flying Elvises to get back to his girlfriend before she married the other guy that he was with. Like I said, it's been at least 30 years since I've seen that movie. I feel like the energy in that was close to this, because I seem to remember it was similar to uh, Sailor Ripley energy. Yeah, oh, wild at heart, baby. Mm, Interesting. (laughs) Okay. Okay, just checking. I think it's Cat Sailor and Ripley. You almost did. Aww. But instead, they were Cameron and Poe. Yeah, that's also cute. Um, yeah, I, I would say this is about uh, a little bit beyond honeymoon and Vegas energy. Um, less than absolutely less than Face Off. That's on the higher end. So um, I can't speak to more recent Cage, but uh, but that's okay. Oh, Steve, what was the fun fact we found out about the Choir Girl in Face oh. Off that we <laughs> so, didn't find out till after we recorded the episode? So, guys, we did a Patreon exclusive episode for Forest Warrior. You might know as the uh, one where there's a shape shifting Chuck Norris that turns into a bear and eagle yeah. and whatnot. Uh, the main girl in that movie is the girl from the Hallelujah scene in uh, Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> and i think they were shot like six months apart or something yeah. like that so something to keep in mind watching forest warrior a super pg movie that must have been a real career stepping stone for her i guess yeah. <laughs> hey yeah. look you john guys... who's watching forest warrior and he's like that's the one you guys in the same fiscal year this girl got to work with chuck norris and nicholas cage yeah she's our hero Get her on the podcast, Steve. <laughs> All right, I'll see what I can do. Um, <laughs> and pet this dog. He needs love. Yeah, I've been petting him. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> would you recommend this movie? Oh, if it's not already clear. Yeah, I mean, uh, already a nostalgic favorite. I, I came into this curious to see if I would think it held up. And uh, mostly I do, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit, um, 
I'm a little bit confused as to why this movie isn't a bit more remembered. It's not one that you really hear about. Like, maybe because it's, you know, not, like, super Nicolas Cage high energy. Just more like a little so medium me... in between from yeah. the 90s. But let me see if I can get this straight, though. You said it was... Um... What had just come out? Gone in sixty seconds, and then uh, what else was that? Uh, I, I was just gonna say the 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 holy trinity that came before this was the Rock, Con Air, and Face Off. Yeah, you're damn and, right. And so the then Snake, trilogy, Snake yeah. Eyes, you know, might still be a nine, but with the others being like twelves out of ten. That's 14. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would not say it is better than any of those three movies. Yeah. But, uh, how can how yeah, can you so... follow those three up? Right, which was absolutely why I was so jazzed to see this as a teenager, because I had seen oh, at least two of those three prior to this, and I was just you know, pretty much down for anything Cage. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of answers my question, and this, that it's just like, you know, dwarfed by even better movies. But yeah, you know, it's got the, it's got the Brian De Palma fingerprint on it. And um, Bloody fingerprint. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> and the symbolism. And yeah, you know, I was, um, I was noticing that, like, Okay, it, it it would. I don't want to call this movie Hitchcockian because that would be kind of um, oh, an overstatement. It's, oh, it's definitely it, got Hitchcock yeah. vibes to it. Yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, because yeah, because like not not every thriller is this like suspense motivated, but it's got like a lot of you know keeping the audience in the dark just long enough and then hitting you with the reveal that Lieutenant Dan is the bad guy like right at that crucial moment and it. Uh, and you know it's not uh not, not every i don't know not, not every thriller and not every mystery movie really hits that tone and, and this does this movie was doing something a little bit different that it, it uh i don't know I, I i guess uh given given like the time frame and my age it made me feel kind of smart watching it so i guess that's my review oh say so, would you recommend this movie you know what? Finish up your uh Nick Cage filmography. It's definitely not his worst. No, not at all. It's not a 10 and it's really hard because it is just like prime nick cage era and this movie's trying to do a lot but it sort of under delivers on like everything it's kind of high con Mm. concept with everything that's going on it really has a killer cast it like like i don't know it's it's good it could have been great yeah i yeah I would recommend it, but mostly because, especially if you're a fan of like whodunit thrillers, where look, I compare yeah. this movie a lot to Hitchcock's Rope because it's one of those movies mm. you know who kill, you know, yeah. you know who's behind killing yeah. the secondary defense from the beginning of the movie. There's a lot of one takes, a lot of like interesting shots and you stuff right, throughout very there. Rope-esque. Yeah, it's it's very rope esque, and and so like sure. it's you're following Nick Cage, you know, Rick or whatever as he's putting it all together because you know from the beginning what's going on really yeah but then it's him putting it together and like you know keeping an eye out and maybe not realizing all the clues the first time but then maybe if you watch it a second time kind of seeing like oh that was there the whole time i was wondering why that was so stupid or you know (laughs) just so out of left field (laughs) or whatever and it all ties together but you know what watch rope yeah watch rope you guys haven't seen rope go watch rope it is yeah, like Steve said, you know up front exactly w- what happened and who did it, and yet it is still absolutely thrilling. Yeah. And it's basically yeah, a one take, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like two yeah. takes. And it's yep. it's like yeah, an 80 minute cheats, movie. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah, with cheats. Well, I mean, there's cheats yeah, in this movie cheats. too, but, you know. Of course, yeah. But but it had yeah. cheats in the 60s, though. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you know, Rope actually had like some kind of heavy-handed symbolism that still managed to work. You know, and I don't like the the bloody dollar bill. You know, <laughs> blood money. 
Yeah. <laughs> it, if I may also make a rope comparison that is me specific only. Okay. So um, Ron and I did watch rope like the last three years or so. Mm-hmm. I remember some pieces, but I don't remember like the end of it at all. Was that for a podcast? Uh, no, that was just for, was just we, for need, we need okay. to, we need to see this finally. Yeah, yeah, We've been okay. talking about it for such a long time. So I remember snake eyes. Okay, cool. I need to see this. And then eventually I gave up and I read the Wikipedia article just to see like, what is this all about? What is the big deal? And all this other stuff. And then I could not remember for the life of me when we started the movie. I don't remember what the Wikipedia article said. So yeah. there's so much going on and there is a lot of tension for both. But also afterwards, it's just like, I don't remember. I think I should watch this again. Yeah. Something about Kevin Dunn is the bad guy, but I don't see whether a reporter would want to kill the Secretary of Defense. I mean, like... I mean that's what he wants <laughs> you to think. Yeah. All right, but real question, who actually did the murder? Was it Kevin Dunn or Kevin Dunn? No, it was uh, technically it was, it was the uh, terrorist Kevin guy. Dunn's. No, but yeah, which Kevin, Kevin Dunn's Dunn's Dunn was with, behind it? It was, it was the terrorist with Kevin Dunn's gun. Okay, yeah. it was Lou. <laughs> no, Lieutenant Dan. Is that what you said? Lou, yeah, Lieutenant Dan. Lou Diamond Phillips. Lieutenant Dan. I didn't remember him being in this movie. Guns Three, alias Billy the Kid. No. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, guys, go check it out. I guess I don't know. We we, we all kind of recommend it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, add it to your watch queue. Watch it some night when you got nothing else to watch. There you go. If you've already seen The Rock, Con Air, Face Off, and Rope, definitely watch this movie <laughs> yes. fifth. Yeah, yeah. And it's on Amazon. It's on Pluto. It's on YouTube. Apparently, uh, there's DVDs out there. You can probably get like a four pack with. Oh god, what was the four pack we got with this? Oh. It was like World Trade Center and eight millimeter or something, <laughs> something like, that. like that. Yeah, yeah. Captain oh, Corelli's mandolin oh or some shit. Yeah. Okay, but okay, real okay, talk, okay, y'all. So... Did you guys watch Rope because of because Dana Gould recommended it as well? You know, I don't know for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was inceptioned in from his podcast. And I'm like, honey, we should watch Rope. Yeah. That's how it ended up on my list because I, like, total honesty, I had like a. 40 pack of Hitchcock movies that I had been wow. given for Christmas one year that I was working my way through when I met Steve. And then <laughs> it came up pretty early in the Dana Gold podcast. And then, yeah, when Steve and I were dating, it was like, hey, there's this movie I want to watch. You want to help me find it? And then he was like, order it on Netflix. There you go. <laughs> That's the Dana Gould hour. Never an hour. <laughs> Never an hour. <laughs> and, and speaking of 8mm, I have a story about the. Okay, so I, I, I think. Because I was flying so high in my enjoyment of this movie, it convinced me that I then wanted to go on and see the next mystery film starring Nicolas Cage that came out, which was 8mm, which I think I also watched with my family. Not in the theater. <laughs> that, that was a rental. That one was not... That, that that was not as much of a of a conspiracy thriller romp as, yeah. as I was hoping for now. <laughs> Shut it off. Shut it off. I feel like that's sort of getting the bends, like, saying, like... Man, I really liked Robin Williams in Patch Adams. I think I'm gonna gonna go watch Photo Booth. Yeah, or uh, Insomnia, <laughs> one, hour, one hour photo. Yeah. World okay, best. And now dad. you gotta, and now you gotta even it out. We're gonna go watch Jacob the Liar, yeah. followed by Jack. <laughs> oh no, Cosby's in that movie. No. <laughs> and J Lo. Uh, All right. Anyway, uh, oh, on that note, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. <gasps> Oh, but when we come back, we have more beer. What? Fun facts. And what we learn from Snake Eyes. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Meta Human Affairs. This one is a story 
about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Ah, Are you a fan of dinosaurs? Snacks? Dinosaurs made out of snacks? Movie monsters? Unicorns? Cats? Dogs? Rats? Shrimp? Pokemon? Tie-dye? Paracord bracelets? Paracord dog leashes? Enamel pins? Coloring books? Block prints? Watercolor? Pet portraits? Buttons? Magnets? Stickers? Bottle openers? Artist trading cards? Or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah, where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com. Slash soup complex, but our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine. What do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't the same. You tried. Sometimes I wish a guy would tie me up with licorice ropes and then he'd spank me and then he would eat the licorice ropes and he would free me and then all of it is happening while um, the Philharmonic is playing Bolero. And you're (laughs) listening to everything I learned from movies. And we're back. (gasps) Oh my God, Diana, that was the greatest pee break that ever peed in the history of pee. Oh my god, we empty our bladder like every week. (laughs) Ah, she said it! (laughs) Well, babe, I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty after all that pee talk. (laughs) 
oh, well, I'm still sober-ish. <laughs> the shot really yeah, the shot, helped. The shot really took care of things. <laughs> wait, wait, let me do that again. Well, Steve, I'm not sober. <laughs> so we have, from You Winter Brewing, Golden Spike Hefeweizen. Ooh. Yeah, brewed in Salt Lake City. And definitely still pack your map. <laughs> yes. And the Uinta. I'm going to pop the top. Oh, my top. Nice. And the pour. Uh. Yeah, gorgeous uh, golden straw-colored beer. Beautiful off-white foamy head that's lingering. Foamy head and it's lingering. Mm, it smells like a good Hefeweizen. Like it's mm. almost got a little bit of like a double bubble aroma to it. A little bit of clove. Yeah, yeah got definitely got the clove and stuff. Just uh, yeah. a taste. But yeah, nice little like earthy note kind of to it, but also a little uh, little sweetness. Yes, good mm-hmm. balanced all day drinking beer. Yeah, I'm not looking at your fun facts. I'm looking at that beer because I need to get mm. my foamy head down. <laughs> I gotta sip this head so I can get more beer. Uh, I say so many things on this podcast that my bosses shouldn't hear. Sorry, Stephanie, if you listen. Sucked out head. Uh, Ryan and Diana, uh, are you drinking anything on your end? Uh, well, I've still got my, my shot glass of uh, Centauri that I've been nursing here, and uh, hopefully it'll make for good content if I do something I don't normally do and, and just pound the whole thing. Just promise me yeah. that you will not Doc Brown where you're nursing pressure, it the whole time pressure, and then you just... Okay. <laughs> oh well, Steve has peer pressured you. Is he peer pressure? Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Okay. All right. Just don't talk brown it and don't spit it on the laptop. Is that the deal? Well, it's your laptop, yeah. so I don't care. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Yeah. Woo! Chug, 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 chug. <laughs> he did it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he did it oh that was. Oh, uh, that was harder than the Jägermeister. Wow. <laughs> you know what this means. Izzy's yes. more manly than the both of us. <laughs> I coughed. Well, well done, Izzy. Not nearly as bad as we did, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, check the tape. But... Look, I mean, are you telling me that my assistant manager, Chris, at uh, Macy's was correct and that Never. I was the most manly one on no. the floor? I mean... In men's shoes? In men's shoes, I mean, <laughs> maybe... So y'all, I was working at Macy's, the closing shift, my assistant manager came over and said, hey, I need help moving a couch and you're the most manly one here. <laughs> I was the only biological female on the entire fifth floor of the building. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but he was correct. I was the only one who could help him move a couch. Everyone else is a dainty princess. <laughs> Aww. Diana, are my cheeks already flushing? I've... I mean... A bit. I, I, just, I have no alcohol tolerance. This is... Okay. <laughs> Officially, please stop chugging whiskey on the podcast. Stop peer pressuring me. <laughs> wait, wait. That's right. Diana. You gotta save it for happily ever after, Matt. Making a comeback. Woo! Wait, Diana, is that for all of us or just for Ryan? I was only speaking to Ryan. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then hand me that. I'll stop doing it when you I stop laughing. So I think I have too much. It's all yours, babe. All right. Well, but. Any of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? I don't know, Steve. Are they fun so facts? Much. Super fun facts. Those are fun, fun facts. Well, let's find out. All right, right. Run the Kevin Dunn do. thing. It has literally been bothering me for how, 25 years. So, yeah. yeah oh, we'll get to it. Okay. Oh, good. good, good. Okay, sorry, sorry. But first, Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Ryan, what do you think the critics thought of Snake Eyes? Oh, yeah. I, I, I want to 
say like I, I see them being split. I'm, I'm I want to say in in the fifties maybe. So since uh, Snake Eyes is a two, I'll say fifty two percent. Diana. Okay. Um, I agree with Ryan that I think it's going to be split, but I'm going to go with forty four percent. Izzy. What year did this come out? Ninety eight. What year did CSI New York come out? <laughs> In the 2000s. <laughs> what I'm saying is... Uh, Lieutenant Dan. Is Lieutenant Dan a thing? <laughs> yeah, Forrest Gump was five years before this. Yeah, so Lieutenant okay. Dan's a thing. Okay, so that's definitely going to have some polling power. Hmm. Um, With the critics? Okay. Like, Look, the critics can be bought, and the closer <laughs> we get to current times, the more bought they are. Like... I feel like when they had to like print it in the newspaper, they were slightly less bought. Slightly. Yeah, they weren't bots yet. That was the internet. Yeah, not like <laughs> they weren't physically bots. It wasn't written by a chat GP. <laughs> and your final answer is? Oh, uh, I'm going to go 35%. Oh, so close. 41%. Right oh! in between you and Diana. Ooh. But I think Diana was technically like two points closer. Woo! But one, luckily... Nobody gives a fuck about the critics. What fuck about that critics. audience score? Uh, Izzy, you go first. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Loki, I kind of want this to have one of those weird cult follow- followings where it's like 92% because just like a bunch of super fans yeah. jumped on and rated it. But I know that's not true, so I am going to go with 55. Diana? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm feeling pulled that considering that the, you know, face off. The Rock, Con Air just came out. Mm-hmm. That the the fans. So like, I want to say Face Off is like ninety eight percent, and I think there's going to be a lot of like Ryan disappointed people <laughs> on here. I'm going to say thirty two percent with the sadness. Right. Yeah. Uh, Izzy, I totally agree. I, I I feel like this film should have the cult following, but I I also recognize that I think I'm alone in that. I think it's just like me at the cult meetings brewing coffee, and like no one shows up. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm gonna, my, uh, you know, my, my first instinct is to say like 60, I don't know, like, hurry it up. Cause I'm just, slowly losing my mind over here. All right. Uh, I'll I'm be optimistic and say 65%. Diana's closest 35%. Oh, more than the critics. The fans. I didn't want to be right, but I'm right. <laughs> Yep, $73 million budget, worldwide gross, 103.9, so yeah, probably a flop. I mean, I mean, definitely a flop, probably less than advertising and whatnot. Mm. Uh, the role of Commander Kevin Dunn was originally written for and offered to Will Smith and Al Pacino <laughs> before they settled on Lieutenant Dan. No, uh, Gary Sinise. They didn't offer Kevin Dunn to Kevin Dunn. According to Kevin Dunn, you know, the real Kevin Dunn, the actor, the fact that Gary Sinise's character was named Kevin Dunn caused confusion between the two actors. What? According to Dunn, much to his surprise, he was given a penthouse suite and a fancy hotel to stay in during filming. Yeah! The crew, <laughs> the crew realized they had accidentally given Sinise's suite to Dunn, <laughs> uh, and then Dunn had to leave and stay at a hotel chain. Wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> But yeah, no idea why the they're like. Okay, so why did they just change the script? Oh my god! Yeah, change the script. The yeah. lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> Lieutenant Lieutenant Dan. 
But then they have to change Kevin Dunn's character, Lou, to something else now. But, all right, so, like, what if, what if, what if, in some crazy turn of events, instead of Lieutenant Dan being named Kevin Dunn, his name was something like Dan Kevin. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nick, Nick Coppola. <laughs> Nick, there you go. We called him Nick Coppola. As Rick Santorum. No, I'm sorry. We called him Chris Coppola <laughs> and really caused some confusion. Yeah, every time Rick Santorum came up, I'm like, what, isn't that like the guitar guy for Bon Jovi? <laughs> no, 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 no. He's the guy who I think is anti-gay rights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Was he so, married uh, to Heather Locklear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie Savage Sambora, that's who I'm thinking. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, also that Rick Santoris or whatever. Yeah, Rick Santoro and Richie Sambora. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. So yeah, Gilbert Powell is based on Donald Trump. What shocking. What? Some evil real estate tycoon from Atlantic City. Fuck out Wildly crapped. Kind of incompetent. Grossly and also... Incompetent. And also tied up in the military-industrial complex, so a little bit uh, ahead of its time on that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my god, you yeah. guys. Time to release the sequel to Snake Eyes. Turns oh. out it wasn't 18 months, it was 18 years. Nick Cage <laughs> is finally getting out of jail. Ten years ago, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a period piece. We're gonna yeah, have yeah, ladies yeah. in it. <laughs> oh, okay. Carly Gugino comes back, of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly definitely not Donald Trump is president. <laughs> oh my Jesus gosh. Christ. Well, if you look up, um, shoot, shoot, my fellow Americans, my yes! fellow Americans, he does play the vice president. Oh my god, I love my fellow Americans. <laughs> Wait, who plays vice president? John Hurd. Kevin Dunn. Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. Do we need to watch that movie? God, coming next week. Woo! <laughs> James Gurdenwary or something. <laughs> oh, you know I'm dead. We're doing Tank. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> Just to do Tank. Was James Gurdenwary? The Space Cowboys? I don't fucking care. Notebook? <laughs> Babe, he's the original Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, but Tank. Have you, you folks want... seen Tank? I have not seen Tank. No. <gasps> you guys, James uh-huh. Gardner's son is arrested for a crime he didn't commit. Okay. And James Gardner has to get basically his pet tank and go take out a town his pet his tank, pet tank. <laughs> is how you phrase that like it's not like it's like a military tank it's a hobby tank yeah it's his uh, tank that, but <laughs> but it's like a pet tank it's not like it's like a military come tank. on fluffy let's project. go get my boy yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if i say tank then it sounds like he stole it from like a tank yard yeah, <laughs> but if I say a pet tank, then you know he keeps it in his garage. <laughs> right. His his model tank that he made in his hobby room. Why is this pet tank in his garage though? It should be like in the house, you know. It if belongs in a tank. museum, Diana. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like tanks are sort of like cows. It's hard to keep them in the house. No. So you have uh, like a barn for them. Tanks are more like boats. <laughs> You're either really rich or really poor when you have one. <laughs> the fact. <laughs> Honey, can I, pet, can I have a pet boat? <laughs> you guys are neither rich enough nor poor enough. Yeah, okay. If you're poor enough, boats are free. Yeah, but boats aren't pets. They're livestock. Absolutely. People that were previously rich will give you their boat. Like a, like a fucking monkey paw. Look, hey, you yeah. met my family. Do you think they have any scrap of money anywhere? No. Todd had three boats at yeah, one point. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 
I'm sure he still got two of them somewhere. He just won't tell his girlfriend. <laughs> you know, his girlfriend did not let doesn't let him keep them at the house. Yeah, Hell, they're, they're at the gold mine or whatever. <laughs> Hell, she barely let him keep the Miata at the house. <laughs> If I'm not careful, Diana's going to adopt yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Guys, it was not a nice Miata. It was like an 83 Miata. <laughs> <laughs> that he bought in 2014. <laughs> yeah, he bought it while we were dating. Yeah, yeah. So more like 2017. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, the opening 20-minute Steadicam sequence is not really one continuous shot. What? Aww. There's cheat. However, at least 12 minutes of the sequence were, were done in one take. Oh, shit. That's impressive. Yeah, right? I knew I couldn't trust those whip pans. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the original ending, which was a massive special effects sequence created by Industrial Light and Magic, involved a huge tidal wave going through <gasps> the casino. This ending was cut out in post-production, though. Uh, numerous references to it still remain in the final film, including a shot near the end of the film uh, where the ambulance driving down an oceanside road with a wave about to crash into it before the film cuts to another shot. I remember and that Nic- shot. Yeah, right? And Nicolas Cage's character almost uh, talking about almost drowning at the very end of the movie, which Steve referenced. Yep. Uh, yeah. And the reference to a storm remained throughout the entire film, which were also meant to build up to this action-packed climax that was cut out completely. And you know, I think it was probably the right choice. Yeah. It wasn't really the movie for it, you know? You know, I, I just thought it was, you know, intended to be atmosphere and keeping everybody in one place. So mm-hmm. I, I, they, for the most part, they did a pretty good job. But also, like, what was the intention? Like, the big hurricane was going to rescue Nicolas Cage by washing him away? I, I guess. Or, oh, well. yeah, like the wave coming through with, like, you know, knock Lieutenant down. You know, we probably got the drop on him. Like, you got snake eyes again, Rick. And then the wave comes through. Or, oh, or, like oh, the, gi- or the giant ball yeah. comes bouncing through. The world is yours and like clocks Lieutenant Dan or something. That, that's exactly, I, I wasn't sure if you were going to get to this, but I actually did read this. I think the original ending was that uh, he, he gets crushed by the giant globe. Really? Oh, yeah, shit. really. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's Chekhov's globe. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did think that the, the globe was being shown a lot, so it better do something quickly. I mean, it planted the seed 15 years earlier in Scarface, for God's sake. So yeah. you gotta you gotta have the payoff. The ultimate. I like the ending we got, though. You know, the conspiracy falls apart, the police are there, there are no more lies he can stand behind. He had yeah. snake eyes. How else are you going to pay that off, you know? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. He gets bitten by a snake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit the wave comes through and there's a giant like uh anaconda or something in the water or a sharknado one of those rare casino snakes uh, uh, oh shit john hurts in sharknado <laughs> well we've reached the most important part what do we learn from snake eyes <laughs> uh diana's i guess would you like to go first Ryan, I know you're you're biting on this one. Go ahead. Oh, oh, oh yeah, sure. Go okay. I learned that five people make a conspiracy. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> it might still be a conspiracy if you have four or fewer, but maybe not in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> um, I learned how the hell the dad from Home Alone managed to afford that trip to Paris and that huge-ass house. He owns casinos. Mm-hmm. What? Was that was that John Hurd? Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I, honey. I haven't seen Home Alone in decades. I, yeah. Sorry. I learned uh, ne- never trust uh, Gary Sinise ever. 
I, yeah. I may have known that already. Yeah, I already knew yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things you just learn through various movies, but this one was definitely like, like he, he might as well have been played by Ed Harris, because it's like, oh, that's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, can you actually think of any other roles where he's done that? And I don't care if spoilers. Uh, of, of what Gary Sinise has where been a bad where guy? Where he's not the bad guy? Where or? he is the bad guy. Yeah. Force gun. No, no uh, I, I made that joke. I, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of like other Gary Sinise movies I've seen. Honestly, like I know uh, I haven't seen Mission to Mars yet. <laughs> oh, fun! But I, but I assume it turns up in there. Um, Coming in December. Yeah, we'll see. I, I can't think of any other Gary. Sinise That's my point, I though. Have. Too, it's just like I can't think of any, but I already know <laughs> Gary Sinise did. It. He's he's second billing though, so it's like, oh no, uh, Luis Guzman's the real bad guy behind the real mastermind behind. He's all the this. bad guy in Ransom. Oh, that's right, Ransom. Oh, shit, there it is, fucking <laughs> Mel Gibson, man. And again, same thing where it's like, well, you know, it's him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right you're right it's not donnie Wahlberg. that's right <laughs> he was dead the whole time no. uh... oh no the kid oh no <laughs> i mean he's not a great guy in apollo 13 what do you mean he just he he wanted to go to the moon but he got uh what, what, what the fuck was the reason like he might get chicken a cold pox. or some shit he, he... yeah chicken pox that's right that's right i mean yeah. if he had given them all chicken pox they would have never had to have gone to the moon i don't know I and mean, kevin bacon <laughs> would have never been in footloose okay. <laughs> um i mean he's not a total villain but he's not a great guy in a vice of men oh uh, damn it's gray area um he's, oh that's right he was in the green mile yeah but he's one of the good ones right he was, i think he was one of the good guys <laughs> he wasn't uh the, the guy that was making 12-year-olds or whatever. Um, or grooming 12-year-olds. Are you sure? No, I mean... Anyway. Oh, we're still talking about the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are we? No. Uh, no? <laughs> babe, what did you learn from uh, from Snake Eyes? Um, I mean, I learned there's a hooker in the walls. <laughs> she wasn't a hooker. She was a mercenary, apparently. Mm, same difference. I mean, you, you, do, <laughs> you do despicable things for money, I guess. I don't know. Apparently, Gary Sinise is in a movie called Jack the Bear, starring Danny DeVito. Okay. I've heard of it. DeVito plays a widowed father of two boys who only cares about making his sons laugh and be happy, though he's not always the most responsible parent. Sinise gives an unsettling performance as a disturbed neighbor. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So, Steve, you said Mission to Mars, right? Yeah. Which uh, I have requested to be on. You know what else Gary Sinise is in? Uh, coming next month, The Quick and the Dead. Ooh. Oh, shit. I haven't seen that in, like, the longest time. Same. But, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yep. So that... Damn, that I'm doing three Gary Sinise movies. <laughs> in a row? I learned movies. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't realize you were a super fan. We'll let you know when Jack. The, we'll let you know when Jack the Bear comes up in next Killer Bear Month. I guess. <laughs> Apparently, he cameoed in the Winter Soldier too. That. I never knew about that. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> well, that's going to be the whole thing. It's going to be a Killer Bear Month where bears are just in the title. Oh, there we oh. go. Oh, Izzy, I figured it out. Did you figure out the other one? No. Gary Sinise, Ransom, absolutely. Gary Sinise, Reindeer Games. <gasps> reindeer oh. games. See, his name is Rudy because anyway. 
Well, he wasn't. He wasn't. Oh, sorry. Spoiler. He wasn't that guy though. He was just the regular scumbag. Uh, watched it once. All right, die. Well, Ryan Dye, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast? Uh, Yeah, we uh, had a podcast together. Mostly Diana had it, but she let me on pretty regularly called Happily Ever Aftermath, which is, uh, we've we've wrapped it up, but the the archives are still there. There's a whole lot of good stuff in the back catalog, uh, including, were there any Nicolas Cage movies in there? I did It Can Happen to You. Okay. Yeah. Is that the uh, only one? Yeah, I think. Nah, da, 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 da. That's going to bother me now. That might be the only one. I don't think that is, but please continue. I don't think you guys did like Wild at Heart or, you know, You Felina know, talked or about it, but she was more into the movie Birdie growing up, but she said it wouldn't have worked well for the podcast. Mm. Uh, yeah. I got to, yeah. Um, oh, any Gary Sinise movies? I don't think so. Forrest Gump? You know what I, what's that? Did you guys do Forrest Gump? You know, I decided not to do Forrest Gump. I, I didn't want to do it because I honestly didn't want to watch it again. Um, but uh, what was it? Um, you know what else is also like, I'm now thinking of all these movies that were not good enough. They may have been good for like half episodes and then just, you know, babbling about it. But um, never got to do Carla Jean No Sember. No Sember? Why not? No, sorry. De- November. <laughs> Damn it. I do that every time. <laughs> it's right over the plate. You know, Carla Guginuary. <laughs> you guys, oh, apparently God. Gary Sinise plays a neo-Nazi in Jack the, the Jack the Bear. Oh, okay. well. Yeah, questionable neighbor, I guess. <laughs> said let's, let's hear him out. Let's, let's see where you're going with this, Steve. He, he may have some points. Okay, get off this podcast. And apparently Danny DeVito <laughs> plays one of those late night local cases horror hosts oh like Ooh. like elvira like elvira <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, uh, yeah. Or, uh, uh, dr demento no he plays uh... al gory <laughs> allegory <laughs> that that also makes sense too oh man so yes ryan carla so, november so what happens when spends ghoulie meets a nazi is that uh what jack the bear is <laughs> Apparently, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's Sven Gulli versus the Nazis. Come <laughs> next week. Okay. I was about to say, pitch it. I'm sure someone will buy that. <laughs> Thanks, Sven Gulli versus the Nazis. <laughs> so happily ever aftermath. Uh, check it out on all the podcatchers. Thank you. Woo! Maybe uh, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. It's like a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias. You can also find me over on my website at izzycreates.com. You can also find me on my couch with my dog, Sushi. Aww. Absolutely. Oh, he's such a puppy, Steve. Oh, so sleepy. And in case you were wondering, you can find us everywhere on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies, or hit us up directly on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I learned from movies. Uh, and if you're in the Ogden, Utah area, man, are you. <laughs> man, oh, are you, you probably happy? You can find Woo! us everywhere farmers markets, yeah. and all sorts of events. Uh, to find out, uh, you know, follow us on Facebook. We post a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, uh, Facebook and the Instagram, Untidy Venus. That's right. Uh, so yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. I'm Ryan. I'm Diana. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody.
Drown 